Ooh. Well, hello everyone. We are the International Dungeon Crawlers, and welcome to the Curse of Stew. Join us as our intrepid players take on the Mists of Ravenloft. So we have, all the way from Iceland, Scotland, Autumn Droplet. Hello, that's me. And joining us all the way from stateside across the pond, Death Spasm Minis. Greetings all. A local boy from Preston. We've got Eldritch Prince. Hello, that's me. And our Polish contingent from Bristol, UK. And your paints minis. So, we're going to get right into it tonight. Sorry, we're a little bit late. And we are going to start playing The Curse of Strahd. So, players. It is the year 1491 Dale Reckoning. The year of the Scarlet Witch. It's the 15th day of Kythorn, the time of flowers. Spring is in full bloom along the Sword Coast. This year marks the 100th anniversary of the attack of Slarkrethel, avatar of Talos, the great kraken that tried to destroy the Sword Coast. Those who remember that terrifying summer when it was nearly destroyed are now celebrating this time of joy in springtime. Since, the, since there has been a time of peace and there's been a boom in trading with the Southern Realms and all these trading cities have opened up, four adventurers find themselves in Daggerford, a small fortified town on the tradeway between the metropolis of Waterdeep and Baldur's Gate. However, a gloom has hung over the town for a few days now. A fog has rolled in from the misty forest to the north, bringing back a cold, damp feel of winter and stories abound of attacks in the hamlets surrounding Daggerford. It's early evening when a knight in the colours of Ilmater with his halfling companion come inside the Shining River Tavern. As you both enter, a wave of relief hits you after many long days on the road. The smell of warm stew fills your nostrils and the sound of music your ears. The place is full of people you get a couple of glances from uh, the locals, but Daggerford is a welcoming place to outsiders. A dwarf lady from behind the bar yells at you, Take a seat! I'll be right with you. And as the pair of you look for somewhere to sit, the only table with space is currently occupied by a graceful elf maiden. And it becomes apparent why there's no one else sitting there. And she's been given a wide berth. It's a huge white wolf laying at her feet. Jackson, you recognise her from when you were a boy in Daggerford. In the 13 or so years since you've left, you've grown from a boy into a man, and yet she has not aged today. Ty, you look up and see two weary travellers approach your table. Don't mind him. He's okay. He's he's really really friendly. He only bites if I ask him to. Well, please don't ask him to. Um, <laughs> may we join you at the table? Of course, of course. Sit down, sit down. What are your names? Oh. I'm Ty. I'm Jax. Jax. Okay. And who? 
Yeah, there's two. There's a halfling, a small diminutive halfling there as well. She tries to yeah, speak up a bit louder. Quiet. Oh, sorry, you can't hear me. My name is Fox. Well, hello, Fox. Nice to meet you. So, what brings you to Duckford? It's the best town there ever was. Waterdeep sucks. Well, I was actually born here in Daggerford. No way! Yeah, I actually recognize you. You haven't aged a day. Wait, Jax, you can't be... What was your name? What's your full name? Jackson. Jackson, I remember you. You were like this tiny little baby when I first saw you. You were always wreaking havoc. That sounds about right. I'm pretty sure that's why I was sent away in the first place. But uh, I'm actually back to find, to see if my parents are still here. Um, good to see a familiar face, not that we had much contact in the past, but... No, I only remember you, you know, wreaking havoc. I remember this one time there was a little fire that was spotted in the tavern two blocks away. No comment. No? Okay. <laughs> As you sat at your table, the uh, bustling dwarf barmaid uh, comes comes over to you with a tray of uh, of uh, with three mugs of ale in it, and she sets them down. Well, Ty, it's nice to see you're finally making some friends. We're, we're so busy this evening. I, I must be off again. And uh, the, this lady who seems to rec this dwarf lady seems to recognise Ty. Uh, kind of stumbles back through the uh, the, the bustling bar to serve some more patrons. Mother, uh, do you need any help? No, no, we'll be fine. You chat to these new people. You need to go off on your adventures, I'm sure. Okay. Alright. Alright. Cool to cool. Um... And another figure enters. A tall wood elf with his blue-green cloak tight around him. Bow slung over his shoulder, long sword at his side. Hi, you've seen this fellow around the town lately. Skulking about in the shadows bearing the emblem of a stag on his leather breastplate. Uh, he heads over and takes the final seat at your table. Oh. Hello. Hello. I am Shadow. Uh, Shadow. Interesting name. I'm Jax. Pleasure. Nice to meet you, Jax. This is the lovely Fox. Hello, Fox. And I'm Ty. It is nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you. Um, wait, would I, I know... I, I see we have somebody else here. Oh, Mountain. This is my wolf. He's my best friend. Um, he won't bite, like I said, um, to these guys, unless I ask him to. So, just be careful. I wasn't... I wasn't worried. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I was a little. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually worried a lot. It's like... <laughs> you fox, you maybe scooch over a bit. Oh, I'll sit next no. to the wolf. <laughs> no, no. He, he eats, you know, chicken. Um... And foxes. <laughs> yes, and foxes. That's true, that's true. Um, but he just eats whatever I give him, really. I haven't really found any good game recently in the woods. But... I, I might be able to help with that. Oh, fantastic. So what is it that you do, Shadow? Well, I uh, grew up about two days' journey to the east of town here, so I've been out in the Vale trying to find and hunt down some some awful, nasty creatures out there. Okay. What kind of creatures? 
That's a mix and match. Oh, wow. I'm sure Mona would appreciate a little meat from them, I guess. So the owners of the tavern don't mind the wolf being in? Oh, these, no, it's owned by my, uh, my mother. Wonderful. Oh, that's right. Your mother's yes. the dwarf. Yes, I remember. Yes. Yes. So I'm Kyla Nihana Chaos Beard. They... I just raise a little bit of an eyebrow to that because it doesn't look right to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's actually a really interesting story. I was found Dude, in the woods. Um, we don't know where I come from, but they're my parents and I love them. And they taught me the way of the dwarves, even though I'm tall. <laughs> tall dwarf. Yes. And skinnier. And a bit weaker. But I'm I'm as sneaky as them, so don't you worry. So what what's your story, Fox? My story. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't really know uh, my parents. Well, they were housemates. That's how much I know. I'm small. I'm smaller than anyone. <laughs> but um, I was I was raised in um, in an inn in a tavern like this one. So probably we share a little <laughs> of a story here. Uh, I didn't stay long because I guess my parents didn't like that their guests were parting with their purses too often. So yeah, when I stole with the wrong guy, they just took me away and they turned out to be pirates. So yeah, now I live with the pirates. You took us on a journey here. <laughs> Loved it. So, Fox, as you sat there on this little chair, you kind of look down below the bench, and these two bright silver white eyes of the wolf are kind of staring back up you with a strange intelligence behind them, looking at you um, not like a predator looks at prey, but looking at you with uh, an intelligence of interest of who you are, the strange smells of the sea that come upon like your clothing. And as he's staring at you, his ears pick up and turn. And as his ears turn, the tavern door swings open and a gentleman comes striding in in brightly coloured clothes draped in loose folds around him and his hat hangs askew, hiding his eyes. Without hesitation, he just walks straight up to your table. Everyone kind of turns and looks at this guy who's entered, you know, the door's slammed open and he walks straight to your table and stands proudly in a wide stance with his folded arms. In an accented voice, he begins to talk. I have been sent here to deliver you this message. If you be creatures of honor, you will come to my master's aid at first light. It is not advisable to travel the misty forest at night. He pulls from his tunic a sealed letter addressed to you all and pops it down on the table. Take the south road from here, some five hours march down through the misty forest. There you will find my master in Barovia. A amid the silent stares of the other patrons in the, in the uh, inn, the man drives to the bar and says to your mother, fill the glasses for everyone, one and all. They're obviously parched and he drops a big bag of coin on the table and then he leaves. Uh, the babble of the tavern 
resumes, although somewhat subdued, and there's a letter lying before you, and the seal on it is a shape you do not recognize. Okay. Would I have seen this guy before, like, through town or anything like that? Uh, make me a history check. Ooh, First roll. First roll. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. A history check. Eleven. Eleven. Um, you have seen folk like him. You don't recognize this fellow, but you have seen uh, his folk dressed in these brightly colored clothing. Uh, they are travellers who generally have trade caravans, sometimes running up and down the Sword Coast, but not very often. You probably haven't seen any in uh, five or six years. Okay. None of us are, uh, can identify the seal. Uh, yeah, you can make me, uh, make me, a, yeah, make me a history check, please. Another one. While we're rolling that history check, I just want to give a shout out to to Mao, our real life Maui, Maoni. Uh, he is hosting our stream for us. He is our uh, absolute Twitch hero. So I thank you, legend. Mao. Absolute legend. So Shadow's having a real long hard think. He is pondering. He is pondering long and hard about the seal. He's leaning right over it. He's giving it a real good. He's giving it a real good ogle, trying to work out what the seal is. It it didn't push it to. It did not push it over to roll twenty. Uh, that's that's why you can just tell me. It gave me a three. A three. Oh, right. <coughs> you there? You go. It could be this. It could be that seal. Naming <laughs> naming seals that don't even exist. It doesn't it doesn't come to you what it is. Trying to put on this uh, this persona of knowledge. Yeah, you're, not sure. you're still not sure. Can I get up and follow him out of the tavern? Uh, okay. As I open the door, I shout, Excuse me, sir. Yep. Uh, so you kind of hurry up and follow him out. Uh, as you open the tavern, uh, he's he's disappearing into the mist that's kind of rolled into rolled into uh, Daggerford. And as the mist swirls around, he looks back at you, gives you a smile and says, oh, Good sir. And he kind of slowly disappears into the mist beyond your vision. Can I, you want to carry on after him? Yeah, can I carry on after him? Yeah, yeah, okay. So you kind of you kind of chink after him uh, through the through the mist, and and behind you the the entrance to the inn disappears as you're now walking across the uh, wet, slick, cobbled streets of Daggerford. Um, it's kind of early evening. It's it's dark, and your vision's fairly heavily reduced by the the fog that's rolled in. Um, you do see a bright colour start to emerge before you as you catch up with the fellow. Uh, sir, how how could you possibly have known I would be here? Who are you? <laughs> ah, my name is Aragil. And I was sent here by my master. He knows many things, the Lord of Bar Barovia. And he is in need of someone like yourself and your friends in there, adventurers to help him. He is in well, great trouble. 
I'm not one to turn down help when it's needed. But still, you didn't answer my question. How would you possibly know I would be here? The fates of Ravenloft are entwined with mortals. And some of those can read those fates and predict what's going to happen with great accuracy. Do I believe him? Uh, yeah, insight. Insight check. <laughs> Minus one. <laughs> oh, it was oh. on an 18. <laughs> <laughs> he seems... I mean, you you get the impression that you like what you like what he says. He's a very charming fellow and has a way with words. Uh, okay, so I guess I'll go back and read the letter. Thank you for reaching out. I think you've come to the right man. You do that, Jackson, and hopefully I'll see you again soon. And he turns away with a kind of smart, quick turn and uh, disappears into the into the mist. I think I'd probably get two or three steps on the way back before I realised I'd never told him my name. Uh -huh. And turn back and he's gone. Yeah. I'll head back to the inn. Yeah. I would have just, uh, while um, Shadow was kind of like struggling, yeah, I'm out still looking what at the, the seal. seal is, I would just be like, anyway, and I'll just open up the seal, like break yeah. the seal and like, so you, try, you, like you... rip it off and like hand it over to him so he can still like investigate it while I. Yeah. Okay. Holding it up, I'm holding yeah. it up to the lights, trying to <laughs> trying to see if there's anything funny with it. Or... He's got one of those like gem monocles, like trying to get a real good good look at it. Take a little. Okay. So, uh, so Ty, as you begin opening it and reading it, a small halfling like leans over your shoulder and has a little. Maybe she's having a little look as well. Yeah. So, hail to thee. Of might and valor. I, a lowly servant of Barovia, send honor to. Sorry, I, a lowly servant of Barovia, send honor to thee. We plead for thy so desperately we need assistance. The love of my life, Irina Kolyana, has been afflicted by an evil so deadly that even the good people of our village cannot protect her. He languishes from the wound, and I would have her saved from this menace. There is much wealth in this community. I, have, I would offer all that might be had to thee and thy fellows, if thou shalt but answer my desperate plea. Come quickly, for her time is at hand, and her time is not very much. Signed. Kolyan Indrovich, Burgermaster. I'm going to take a photo of this and send it to you in Discord. Okay. And I've practiced reading that many times. Uh, no, Irina Kolyana, did you say? Irina Kolyana, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh. not good in the name of love i love love have you ever been in love fox i, I, take I, have, I think i have some problems sorry guys well good to just be upfront about it you know join the party letting yeah. us know <laughs> maybe we can help you 
Shadow is furiously concentrating on this, trying to make heads or tails okay. of what this letter actually says. I can read it better now. I found somebody's typed it out. Nice. Alright, and um, we've gone live again. Hey guys! I, a lowly servant of Bar Bar Barovia, sent honor to thee. Yep. We plead for they desperately, for thy, we plead for they desperately need his assistance. The love of my life, Irina Kolyana, has been afflicted by an evil so deadly that even the good people of our village cannot protect her. She languishes from her wound, and I would have her saved from this menace. There is much wealth in this community. I offer all that might be had to thee and thy fellows if thou shalt but answer my desperate plea. Come quickly, for her future is at hand. All that I'll have shall be thine. Kolyan Indirovich, Burgomaster. These? So, I'm gonna write down their names. Having traveled quite a bit, wouldn't I know of uh, Barovia five hours south of the town? Make it... me a survival check, Shadow. Survival check, yes. And would <laughs> I know if they are for Agriford or Waterdeep? Nine. Man, Nine. My rolls are not so uh, hard at the moment. Hang on. Uh, Barovia isn't you've ever heard of. And you've okay. traveled the wild quite a lot, but you've not heard of Barovia. And sorry, Autumn, what was your question? My question was, uh, would I know if they are a supporter of Waterdeep or Daggerford? Um, you can make me a... Uh, yeah, make me a history check. Another one. My... Specialty. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> um, you've never, you've never heard of Barovia either. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Guys, I've lived here all my life, and I've never heard of Barovia. This, I find this dubious. But then again, I've never traveled the world, so can you really take me as a reliable source? Not really. Am I back at this point? Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, Jackson. Jackson comes back in, uh, but, but a few minutes after you've read the letter through and uh, comes and sits back down, looking damp. There's like a glistening layer of moisture across his armour and, and his hair's a split. So I caught up with the guy. He seemed to vanish into some mist outside the door, but I managed to find him. He said fate can be read... Something along those lines. Uh, he, Somebody knew that we were all going to be here at this point. And he knew my name, but I never told him my name. But if somebody's in help, but if then somebody's again, in need of help, we need to go. Sorry. Yeah, that's true, 100%. If not for honor, for love. For honor. Okay. And <laughs> love. <laughs> Oh, and you're gone. Classic. Um, so, you do remember old Aragal saying to you when he when he came into the um into the inn, mm -hmm. the Shining River Inn, that it was dangerous to travel the Misty Forest at night. So, you did say it, it's at first light tomorrow you should leave, but you can go right now if you wish. 
How that dangerous sounds... could it be? Sounds like a challenge. How dangerous could it be? It's a trade road you've already been up and down. Many times, Jackson. Well... Uh, we are actually taught here in this uh, town for a while now that we shouldn't really go into the forest at night time because there is an evil spider out there that will kill us. Wait, didn't spider? you kill that spider? Isn't that a myth? I remember my mum telling me that every night before I went to bed, but I knew that somebody took care of it. I'm sure that was you. Well, okay, yes, I did kill it, but... They need, like, the kids need to know that they can't just go into the woods, you know? So, keep that hush-hush. I will keep that hush-hush, but for us, we, we're not kids. Well, I, okay, well, you kind of caught me. I don't want to go into the, during the nighttime. I'm... Okay, that's fine by me. I, you know, I don't want to die. Okay. Well, I'm a little short on coin, so does your mom offer friends and family discount at this tavern? I know we've only just met, but... Well... Sure. Oh, sweet talker, no worries. <laughs> After all, you guys are going to be protecting me, so we will go out there. So, you know, it should be fine. Mother? And uh, she comes hurrying over. Yes, dear. Yes, Ty. What is it? Um, help. This is Duri, my mother. Mom, hello. this is hello, uh, hello. Jax. Jackson. Hello. Um, this is uh, Shadow. She um, very warmly greets you all. Finally, Ty, you've got some friends. This is <laughs> it's about time, too. Yes, friends we are. Definitely. Oh, are you staying tonight? Yes. So uh, could we maybe, you know, give them a discount? Oh yes, of course, yeah, of course, definitely. We'll set the rooms up for them right away or get someone on it. How exciting. Yes, okay. Mother, can you maybe not make it so obvious that I don't have any friends here, okay? Like... <laughs> <laughs> you've had plenty of friends. It's just been a long time since you've had any friends because of that blasted yeah. wolf we have down here. Yeah, I know. Wolf's not too he's bad. Pretty cool. He's pretty chill, guys. He's, he's you know, you know he's, he's really nice. He is oh, pretty chill. He just been... He's been lying down there the it's whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything you would like to do before you uh, round off the evening? Um, I would. Oh, actually, um, Mother, have you ever heard of um, Barovia before? Uh, she she kind of thinks thinks Barovia Barovia. Ah. Not in. Okay, roller, check. There was a time, uh, years and years ago, some of those travelling folk were talking about it, but no, not since then. The babbling folk. The the, the travelling the travelling folk. Travelling. I was like, well, that would make sense if they're babbling. Travelling. Okay. How many years ago would this be? Well, it was probably before we even had found Ty here, around the same kind of time, so we just opened up the inn here in Daggerford, so a hundred, a hundred years, a hundred and ten years, something like that. It's a I mean, long time for an entire city to not be mentioned. Well, stranger things have happened on the Sword Coast. 
That's just true. There's many cities have been lost to all, for all, to all time. Disappeared from the annals of history. Um, I'd take a big chug into the ale. <laughs> look. Any luck, Shadow? Any luck figuring out the... <laughs> It's it's right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> okay, I'm sure you'll get there. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, well, I'm um, you know, uh, ready just to play cards and then head home and then, like go. Oh, and as you say that, Jackson pulls out a deck of cards. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, um, what do you want to play? Your choice. Feel like, oh. uh... See? Okay, I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. I've only had one friend in my entire life. I don't know if my mother made it very clear. I only had one friend. Um, she was never, you know... She was she was a bit, a bit of the higher-ups. So... I don't... I don't know much about, you know, this is like really cool. Like I'm kind of like out of my element because I just, you know, you know what are I'm you saying? Are you saying you'd like to learn a game? Yes, that is what I'm trying to say. Jax, your pick. I can't, for some reason it's disappeared from my inventory. I'm sure it had a name before the, the deck three, of cards. Three Dragon Three Dragon Ante, yeah, maybe? So, yeah. yeah. Cool. So I've tried researching the rules of Three Dragon Ante, and uh, <laughs> it was boring. So you spend the evening whiling away the hours playing Three Dragon Ante. You, you have great fun. It's really fun. You win yeah. coins from each other. There's many drinks. Drinks are drinks are drunk, and you forget about the cold, damp fog that's uh, that's laying over Daggerford, and you you enjoy the uh, the kind of the melting the year of Ky the month of Kythor and the flowers. And excited, prepared for what adventures may come tomorrow. Tomorrow, when you plan to head out, some of you for the first time on your very first adventures. Some of you uh, have been doing this a long time, and some of you speaking something else entirely. Oh, as you uh, head... go on. I was going to say, you go, you go for it. Uh, Fox isn't here to say it. Would she be trying to steal any of the coin off the table if we're playing for money? Probably. <laughs> Every time Fox goes to uh, goes to steal some money, the scary wolf she's afraid of below the table <laughs> reminds her that maybe today's these aren't the people to be stealing money from this time round. He just Brilliant. lightly puts a paw on her foot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And after a, a few hours of getting to know each other, um, enjoying each other's company, you head to your dorms and uh, uh, spend an evening's rest. Uh, the morning comes to you. You you awaken to a cold morning. It feels cold, and the damp's penetrated the inn uh, as it can when you're in an old building and the fires are at the lowest. Uh, and you awake bl slightly bleary-eyed uh, as you are packing your bags in your separate rooms and make your way downstairs uh, to the kind of entrance to the inn again. Uh, and prepare to leave. Is um, Ty's mum or dad about? Uh, yeah, so um, she uh, the, the mum's there again. So she's the she's the one. Sorry, I forget her name. 
Dury. Dury. Dury, is, yeah, I should remember that because we've got another robot called Dury. Dury. I, I, I was wondering if it was any relation. <laughs> yeah, so Dury is there and uh, she is, you know, wiping down the tables. Um, she, you know, you see her in, in the light and not everyone bustling around. Uh, you can see she's got like bright auburn hair uh, with streaks of grey passing through it. She's a dwarf coming into her kind of later stages of life. Uh, I'll approach her. Um, sorry, Dury, was it? Yes, yes. Uh, you're one of uh, you're one of Ty's friends. Great, great, excellent. <laughs> yeah, you she's taking an adventure, nice. are you? I think we might be. The weather outside is—is uh, is this normal for this time of year? Definitely not. And you know this as well, Jackson. You, in fact, your journey from Baldur's Gate to Daggerford was marked the final day of travel really you suddenly came into this horrendous uh, fog and the last day of travel was you're in this kind of thick fog that's enshrouding this area of the sword coast um so you are not used to this weather and she says to you as well yeah this is this is a peculiar fog to be sat, sat so far inland and for so long in this time of year it should have burnt off by now has it ever happened before and she, you know, she thinks and thinks. Well, there has been strange weather abound. I mean, some time ago, when the when the kraken, the evil kraken star crestle attacked, there's a, a fog and storm enraged the whole of the sword coast. The lightning raised down, rained down from the sky, and a fog rolled in. Waterdeep was nearly sacked. Um, so there has been times like this before in my long life. Ago. Some, yeah, a hundred. That, that that marks this. Uh, it is the hundredth year this year, and you know of the uh, Takaslark Wrestle. Right. Uh, it's like it's like a well-known folklore um, that this ancient kraken, who became a, a demigod, basically led a huge battle down the Sword Coast, taking city after city after city until a group of warriors stood at Waterdeep and fended him off. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'll uh, take that knowledge and, and leave it. Th thank you for thank you for everything. No problem at all. Uh, do look after her. This is her. I mean, it's great to get her out of the house and finally out of Daggerford. It's been a long time coming. She's been making these plans for years and years and years, and now finally, she has a reason to and someone to finally give her that final push out the gate as it is. Yeah, I'll definitely take care of it. One last question, actually, before I forget. Um, I was actually born here in Daggerford. Um, I was sent away when I was very young. I don't remember my parents' names, but they were farmers around here. I don't suppose you would know anything or whether they would still be here. I mean, there's lots of farming families around here. What was your surname? I, I never knew what my surname was. I was very young when I was sent away. Okay. Um, do you have some time? I mean, I could, I could, we could ask some of the people around here if they remember a boy called Jackson. It might take us a couple of days to spread word out to the surrounding hamlets. If, if you could do that while we go off to see, I'm sure this won't take us long. The guy said it was only a few hours uh, to the south. Well, as anyone who's a, a friend of Ty's, I'm sure we could ask around the village for you and uh, we'll sort something out. We'll find your real parents. Don't you worry about that. Thank you. And uh, as you have this conversation, uh, Ty comes comes in with her pack and uh, Maoni at her side, and Shadow enters the room as well. 
and possibly Fox if she's there, or she might still be sneaking around. <laughs> if she's sneaking around still. Wow. <laughs> Shy that one is. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> right. So we're going. Are we? Now. Do we have? Do we have a horse, or are we a foot travelers? Uh, you would all be on foot. Um, okay. You've got you've got the uh, the standard supplies. Whether you took dungeoneer's kit, adventurer's kit, priest's kit, you have like supplies. That, uh, an adventurer would have ready to go on his first big adventure. Yeah. So you put your bags on, and uh, Mauni's got like a. You crafted in your time together with him that over the past years. He's got like a like a doggy backpack style thing so it's like a like a canvas bag you put over his side so you can he can carry his own he can carry his own roll mat and uh, his own bedding and things and a bit of food for himself it's a working dog it's a, don't do not pet 100%. yeah <laughs> also you guys uh this this wolf mountain i see him from under the table it's the first time you see him stood up he is massive he is um a big wolf shadow you've seen wolves in the world before and he's probably half as big again as a as a normal wolf so uh, wow. it's big, and uh, his chunky his, boy uh, you are. Yeah, and he's yeah, he, his eyes are a strange color as well. They're kind of a uh, a silvery golden golden orbs. The color of them is is quite peculiar for a for a dwarf. For a dwarf, for a dog. <laughs> for a wolf. Def definitely for a dwarf. For a dwarf. <laughs> definitely for a dwarf. Really peculiar if he was a dwarf. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you leave. You leave the Shining River in behind you. Uh, you have a tinge of homesickness high as you leave and you look behind and you leave. Uh, you kind of head out into this fog and mist and it kind of encircles you even while you're within the city, the, the town walls, and you leave through the main gate and you turn around and you can't see, you can't see your home anymore. And the three of you, or four of you, with uh, Maoni journey along the cobblestone, slick cobblestone floor early in the morning a cold it's a cold spring day it shouldn't be this cold uh, visibility is down to just 20 or so feet as you head along the tradeway jackson this is the same road you traveled northward on from from uh boulder's gate so you you recognize the road and it feels like it did yesterday visibility is bad um Can I just can yep. I just say before we before we leave, I would have like hugged my mother and like said like, okay, I'm gonna go now. I'll be oh, back yeah, so though. She she gives you a big hug and then she calls your father in as well. Uh, and he comes in in his in his smithing apron. You know he runs he runs from the smithy, which is quite close. Yeah. And he yeah. gives you a big hug as well. And then like tears are coming down uh, his cheeks uh, in um, the soot coming down him into his into his beard, which is uh, again a bright auburn color but covered in black soot and streaked with um streaked with gray and as you're you know hugging and uh, you're, you're all it's it feels like the end of your childhood now has finally come round it's your yeah. first step into the big wide we'll world the house tapa, becoming a a woman type of thing yeah right uh, this is Corey, my father guys this and is... uh Corey looks at you and says, now you, you look after her. She is very special to us indeed. And 
If anything should happen to her, I'll hold you accountable, one of Ilmater. And he looks at you, Jackson. I'll uh, I'll grab the shield from the side, bring it yeah. up, and I'll say, no harm shall fail your daughter. Not on my watch. Now that is a a true knightly tenant, and I trust she's going to be in safe hands. And please be safe, daughter, She says he says to you. And... Uh, he he gives you a, a bit of coin, so you've got. Um, he gives you an extra. You've got two gold, extra gold pieces. He, he passes two, two two gold <laughs> pieces. <laughs> yeah, nice yeah. Try. Nice try. Uh, two gold pieces. Um, okay. And you've also got. He he passes you a. Um, it's a piece of uh, iron, which is a like a rune it's runic so it basically says uh, it says family in dwarvish and dwarvish runes on a small like a very small like iron plaque and this right. is to rhyme this is to remind you where you come from if you when you travel so far from home oh so it's like it's just like a, a, a rune yeah it's a rune yeah. in a piece of like smith iron and it's about about that big quite small so okay. you can easily put it in a pocket or something okay Cool, cool, cool. I was wondering if I could like have it as a necklace or if, uh, yeah you could do you could certainly you could certainly fashion it really you could have that. you could yeah you could certainly fashion it a piece of leather a leather cord around it or something and have it around your neck if you wanted okay. it might not be very comfortable no <laughs> I'll just but it remind you of the uncomfortableness of family <laughs> I'll just I'll kiss him on the both of the cheeks and my mom yeah. and say goodbye and um, leave <gasps> hey! oh hello ah you're back hello um, hey I'm back only you know I don't have access to roll twenty. Okay. Sorry. But we'll see how we. If it's going to work. We'll see how it get we get on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Okay. So, uh, you're you're all making your way uh, out of Daggerford and south along the trade road. Okay. I can just watch my breath. I'm trying to keep up with you. Yeah. No problem at all. Absolutely fine. You uh, you know, take all the time you need. I'm going to do a bit of monologuing for a second, and uh, hopefully you'll catch up with where we are. Uh, you played some cards last night, and now uh, the next morning you're heading towards uh, the Misty Forest to investigate um, yesterday's strange presence and see what's you know, basically go and find out what the letter what the letter was about. So uh, after after a few hours of walking in silence. Uh, along this road you turn around and you're just surrounded by mist on all sides uh, and it's about now uh, Shadow and Ty with your high perception scores that you realise it's very quiet and you haven't actually seen anyone on this road all morning what should be a busy trade road from Baldur's Gate and you haven't seen anyone coming north and no one's come past you on horseback either. And you can't hear the normal, you know, you'd expect to hear some bird song and you can't hear anything. This is very odd. It's not really this misty. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that this is a normal mist. Can I kind of sense if it's like a magical effect? Yeah, roll me an arcana check. Cool. 
I can find my arrow. Arcana. <laughs> Natural one. I think that's the first one. Cool. So, uh, it is definitely, you know, you know it's foggy. You can't tell. It doesn't seem like it's right that it's foggy. You understand that it shouldn't be this foggy this time of year. Yeah. But um, it's definitely foggy. And Jets. it is like an impenetrable fog that surrounds you. And like I said, you're 20 foot of vision in this fog. You can't see either side of the road. You can't see very far in front of you. You can't see anything behind you. And the sound, all you can hear is your own footsteps on these kind of, on the slick, wet road. Jackson. Yeah. Was it like this yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, cold and damp. Um, would there, there have been any... any other caravans when I was traveling here? Sorry, there was that, no... Jackson? Would there have been any other caravans or people traveling when I was on traveling here yesterday? Yeah, so when you came, you came up yesterday on a trade caravan, so there was a trade, there was a trade caravan heading... Yeah, was there you, anybody you, you else? Like, oh, uh, yeah, you saw other people, you did see other people coming, doing to and from. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, it was like, the weather was like this, but the streets were still filled and there was people coming and going. I hear nothing. No birds, no animals, nothing. That's very strange. As he points this out, can I try and walk to the direction of the, like, the side of the road where the tree line would possibly be? Yeah. And can I use my divine sense? Yeah. So, uh... Which puts, oh, wow, that's long. Basically, um, <laughs> can, as an action, you can detect good and evil. Until the end of your next turn, you can sense anything affected by the Hallow spell or know the location of any celestial, fiend, or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. Cool. So you walk to the edge of the road, to where there should be the trees and stuff, and you can see the shadows and the limbs of trees in the fog just about and you begin uh to kind of hold your shield tight your symbol of illmater and as you hold it really tight you feel the the pain flare up in your arm uh where you cause yourself that that pain mm-hmm. and you can't sense anything untoward okay I'll you that. do have uh make me a insight check i'm good at those five can we five. go maybe above a 10 guys is that a possibility <laughs> uh, yeah you you uh you feel off put i mean as a commander you know you're a knight of illmater You've been in some tough fights. You've been in some big battles. You've led men to death. You've, you, but you feel this is a, an off-putting situation when you can't hear anything. You can't yeah. see anyone. You just feel uneasy now. It feels weird. It's still some, the 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 experience of this morning leaves you feeling a bit strange. As I get back to the group, I'll just say something. Something's not right, guys. Everybody, just keep an eye open. Um, be ready. Uh, could I? So, because Maune has a keen sense of uh, mm-hmm. hearing and smell. Yep. Uh, could he try and just 
check if there's like some like if you can smell something or if you can hear something like yeah. coming towards us. Yeah, so uh, make me a perception check with advantage for yeah. Malony. Um, so I do that No, that's not how we do that, you idiot. Um... <laughs> so Fox, you were saying something earlier on. What is it you wanted to say? I want to ask if I can sense anything or if I can make a little smell or see yeah so you can make me a perception check you can make me a perception check as well if you'd like um yeah i can roll for you do you know what your modifier is okay have you got is your laptop not working at all no no i don't need um, I think it's the that's not. It pops up, but if it pops up, it's you know it just turns off the Discord on my phone. Okay. So, yeah. But, uh, if you can access, if you can just turn Discord off on your laptop and only access roll twenty on it, uh, and only access your character sheet, then you can still roll the dice. I think that might might be the answer. So uh, Autumn, what do you roll for Malney on his perception check with advantage? I was going to ask you, so how is the perception uh, kind of like calculated? Um, uh, so it would be... Uh, oh, whatever and then the, plus my wisdom. Whatever the wolf's wisdom is, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, sorry, because I thought they would allow me to do that, but they won't. So that's going to be wisdom plus one. An eight! Of course! Because is that, suck. Is that with advantage? You have to roll it twice. Oh, joke. That's okay. Come on, Nane, come on. No, a 10. Good old, solid 10. So Melanie's like walking along next to you and uh, his ears kind of drop down flat and his tail goes between his legs and he kind of nuzzles up next to you. He's uh, not his normal boisterous self, you could say. So, hey. so you you cut. What what was it that he didn't see? He he didn't see anything. No. His uh, okay. his uh, his tail goes between his legs. His ears fold down flat, and he looks a bit sheepish. He, he looks sheepish and towards yeah. you for uh, for comfort. Well, that's okay, buddy. That's okay. You did really, really good. And he kind of nuzzles. He nuzzles in next to you. You get pushed to the side a little bit because he's a bulky wolf. How long um, have we been on the road? Uh, three, four, or five hours now. Uh, so you, um, you're starting to feel the pangs of hunger for lunch as you continue walking along the road, and the trees loom closer and closer out of the mist and the fog now on the side of the road you can see them and ahead of you jutting from the impenetrable woods on both sides of the road are high stone buttresses looming grey in the fog huge iron gates hang on the stonework and dew clings with cold tenacity to the rusted bars two headless statues of armed guardians flank the gate their heads now lying among the weeds at their feet, and they greet you only in silence. So I'll show you some 
artwork I can. Wow. That's sick. So uh, that's out of the fog ahead of you, emerges out of the fog ahead of you. Um, Jackson, you don't remember coming through these massive gates. Yeah, I was getting ready for you to pause. This, like, Guys, this, is this new. should not be here. What do you mean? I, I travelled this road just yesterday. This was definitely not here. But what I've, is... I've never seen it before either. Fox, you as well. You came on this road yesterday and you do not recognise these vast these vast statues or gates. Mm-hmm. And as you approach closer and closer towards them, the gates... creak open and swing inwards, inviting you through. I'm going to tell everybody to get behind me. I don't like this at all. I've already unslung my bow. Okay. I think you're covering your mic, Anya. Is your mic covered? covering your mic. Can you hear me better now? Yeah. What would you yeah. say? So can I can I like help? What what's there? Like there is no trap, or can I actually send? Is it magical or not? Or can I only send like normal traps? Um, if you want to walk up to the gate, you can yeah. you can you can inspect it if you want to see if it's trapped. Yeah. Yeah. So you can roll me an investigation check. So would that be? So as you say, everyone get behind me. The halfling just walks straight past you, Jack. <laughs> Towards the gate. Turns to the other two and says she's, she's been doing that all week. Old as brass. She has. You realise halflings don't sense fear like other races and this isn't, doesn't disturb her at all. She approaches the gates uh, and has a good stare at them. So what do you roll? Sorry, what was that? A seven. A seven. Okay, so uh, with that score, they don't appear trapped. They are big old rusted gates that have swung inwards somehow, and that's all you can tell. The high rollers. I was going to say, at some point we'll roll over a 10. I was going to say, the one that rolls 11 or higher should be the leader of the group because the rest of us are just like... (laughs) They're just um, getting warmed up. <laughs> I, that's true. That's true. I'm actually rolling with the uh, the dice from the new book. I can't remember what it's called. Von Rich and whatever, which is Richten Sky. Yeah. So, uh, so as you look over your shoulder, Fox, and you tell the group it's not trapped. Uh, they're all stood. They're all stood about 15 feet away from you, just about visible through the through the fog. And there, as a kind of look of surprise on their faces, if you just wandered off from the group and had a look at this gate, these gates. Well, if she can do it, we. It doesn't look that dangerous, guys. Come on, like nobody's really gonna, really gonna harm us, are they? Except for if they're from Waterdeep, obviously. Um. So I'll just gonna, like start walking towards. So uh, the group starts walking towards these huge towering gates uh, and they loom over you in this cold, dark mist, penetrating your 
your your clothing, you know, your skin and bones, you're you're all soaked through like you can only be on a in a Scottish wet weather when there's no rain, but it's just misty and damp, and you're you just feel the cold penetrating you. And before you know it, you're through the gates. And as you look over your shoulder, the last to pass through, the gates close behind you. That's not unsettling at all. (laughs) I'm gonna gonna do my divine sense again. Okay. So, uh, as you kind of you you, you kind of take a stand, Jackson, with a divine sense, you don't sense anything at all, just uh, a feeling of dread taking hold of you now. Can I kind of look around? Like, what, what's, you know, yep. going on? And I'm going to tell Monet, keep an ear out. Okay. So, uh, as you look around, the, the fog is lessened on this side of the gates. Mm. Still very foggy, it seems to hang lower, and you can see the tops of uh, dying, gnarled old trees, moss hanging from them. It's a dark, dark forest uh, in dark greens and greys, monochrome colours surrounding the road you're still on. So, was it more kind of like... Sorry, so I, I thought we were like walking into like a, a courtyard or something. Was it just more <clears> like a like a wall and then a gate and we walked through it? There's a huge wall, mm-hmm. uh, which disappeared into the woods. You couldn't see where it, the wall disappeared right, gotcha. into the woods on either side of this road, and yeah. then these huge statues with a gate, and then the other side. As you've walked through, expecting a courtyard of some of some building or castle, it's yeah. just more of the same that's on the other side. It's just more trees. And a road that just leads into the fog. Okay. Um. So, is this like what we see? Is like the road ahead? Is that what's supposed to be normal, guys? Like, is this the normal? No. This is absolutely at... not normal. Nothing about <laughs> this is normal. I am not getting a good feeling. But uh, what I mean is more like we didn't walk into another space. Like they've been in this space before. It was just the re- weird random wall. Or are we in a new space? Do you get what I mean? So yes, yeah, so, so the wood it looks the same as before we were we came through the gate. So technically yes, but it's, it's just a random it's still not scene normal. all of a sudden. It's not more like mirror image of what like we Shadow's trying really hard to understand your question, but just, <laughs> just <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's not a mirror image of what you've just been seeing. It's just yeah. The same scenery as what was on the other side, so it's just yeah. more of the same. You don't feel too much of a change, apart from you've got a little bit more vision through the the fog and the mist now than you had before. So you can see a bit more detail in the surrounding woods. These gnarled old trees, uh, mossy and grey from the mist coming down on them, and the overcast sky. You can see. Uh, beforehand it was completely grey you couldn't see anything, you can just see the bleakness of a sun trying to trying to break through what happens if I turn around and walk back towards the gate I was thinking the same thing yeah so you walk towards the gate and 
Uh, nothing happens. The gate's closed. Is it closed behind us? Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. You missed that. Yeah, yeah the, gate, the, gate, the gate's closed behind yeah. you as you walk through. Can I go up to one of the trees and kind of... Kind of like, you know, friendly feel if the tree's in pain type of thing? Okay. Yeah, so you, you walk up to the tree uh, and make me... Uh, this would be probably a nature nature check. Uh, but we'll do a... No, we'll do a survival, survival check. Survival check for this. Reading the trees. <laughs> oh, actually, no, that's... Also that should, like. How about I give that a shot? You can help her if you like, so you can so you can get advantage. With... We have our 20. leader. <laughs> not, what's not a total? 20, but a fucking a total twenty. <laughs> we got there. We'll take it. Okay. Uh, so this isn't the misty forest. Hi, these trees aren't the trees that are natives to the misty forest that you've been in before. Mm -hmm. uh, this, uh, yeah, you don't recognise these trees as native species of the area you've come from. Okay. Uh, they I'm seem old. They seem natural. old and gnarled, though, yeah. Do we press on? I, well, I think so we, not so much. So we just go? There is a path ahead of us, isn't there? Yep. Yep. Shall we just, like, go? <laughs> See what's there? I say we make sure we're on top of our senses and keeping an eye out in all directions but continue south you continue along this road uh, for probably half an hour or so when Mauni picks up a scent and he heads off of the road and then uh, also uh, Ty and Shadow you also sense this foul smell on the air mm. um Mauni heads off into the trees. Do you follow him? Wait, up into the tree? Into the into the into the tree oh, line. Right, okay. So off, sorry, like, he, heads, sorry he, he heads off the road and into the into the trees. <laughs> right, Walks okay, into okay. the tree line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh yeah, I well obviously I would follow my my this, this smell, is it is it a familiar smell? Uh just, just a bad smell. Uh make me a uh, make me a survival check. Can I smell it as well, or not? Not yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got my ad in working. What did you roll? Sorry, I'm not looking at that. Uh, nine. Nine. Uh, smells fruity. Uh, it's a, it's like a strong, yeah, sweet ripe smell of something rotting so uh, as the rest of the group kind of follows you you, know, you head in as a group um, the tree trunks are all like unnaturally close together and it's still silent in amongst these woods you're in and it's very odd why there no, why is there no bird calling it's not you can't even hear the wind rushing through the trees it's just silent stillness of your own feet stepping on the the roots and the brush underneath you making loud cracking noises which seem to echo around you and you can all smell this strong smell now coming from you uh, 
eventually you find Malney. You're not very far, maybe 15 feet from, from the road. Um, and there he is next to a half-buried human corpse. His muddy clothes are torn and raked with claw marks. And crows, crows have been at the body, which surrounded the, the body is surrounded uh, by paw print. Uh, paw prints or other paw prints. Um, you could. It doesn't take you long to deduce that there are more paw prints than would be able to make by one wolf in a short period of time. Are they similar, like his? Uh, Yes, I mean you. You've seen it. You know your wolf's paws pretty well, and they are similar. These are wolf prints. Okay. Size. Same size. Similar, or... similar to Mounties. Yep. Oh, they that's are a big pack. Oh, we're gonna get dire wolves here, guys. Oh, sorry, Fox. Is is this like a freshly killed body, or is it something that the wolves have just like dug in, like dug up from from the ground? Uh, make me a medicine check. I'm gonna, like, 16. Is that awkwardly, like, when I'm uh, 16? 16, yeah. Yeah, okay, so with a 16, um, he's not been dug up. He was killed here, probably by these wolves, but he has been dead for several days, and the crows have been at his body, his eyes have been pecked out, and he's got peck marks all over him. His claws, you know, claw marks raked across his body, and... Um, he's gone past, you know, it's a, the, it's a grey, gruesome-looking death this poor man had. And as you look over him, Fox, uh, you realise in his uh, in his hand, which is closed with rigor mortis, is a crumpled letter. Okay. Um, well, I'm definitely interested in the letter. I'm also interested in his pocket. Okay. And if he's got any um, any weapons, and if he's got any anything like valuable. Okay. Um. So you take the letter. Do you show the group the letter, or are you keeping that to yourself? Um. I would like to see it. Well, I, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm going to show it. Okay. So you show the group the letter, and as you kind of uh, you pass it off to one of them, you begin searching his corpse. Um. You, uh, please make me an uh, investigation check. Six. Six. Okay. Uh, you pop your hand to one of his pockets, and it goes right through, and into his into a cavity in his thigh, and you pull out a hand which has got. Uh, rotting flesh your hand comes out with rotting flesh and uh maggots on it and you immediately feel like the urge to a little bit and the smell the smell hits you and you uh you feel maybe you don't want to search the rest of this body uh, okay <laughs> and you uh you've just got bits of flesh like on your hand dripping down Okay. Um, and who who's got the letter then? Do you want to read you read you this next letter? 
Yeah, okay, I'll, I would have taken it and I'll take it. Oh. I probably, I don't have a shovel, but I'm probably going to try and dig a grave for this, the rest, for the rest of this body. Okay, so uh, you can use your shield as a pretty good uh, makeshift like tool for digging with. And as you begin to dig, uh, I'll read you, you read the letter. Um, Hail thee of might and valor. I the Burgomaster of Bavaria send you honor with despair. Hey, this my sounds familiar. <laughs> my adopted daughter, the <gasps> fair Irina Toliana, has been these past few nights bitten by a vampire. For over 400 years, this creature has drained the lifeblood from my people. Now, my dear Irina languishes and dies from an unholy wound caused by this vile beast. He has become too powerful to conquer. So I say to you, give us up for dead and encircle this land with the symbols of good. Let holy men call upon the power that the devil may be contained within the walls of weeping Barovia. Leave our sorrow sorrows to our graves and save the world from this evil fate of ours. There is much wealth entrapped in this community. Return for your reward after we are all departed for a better life. Signed. Kolyan Indirovich Burgermeister. As you finish reading and you begin digging with your shield, you find this ground isn't very good for digging. It's full of tree roots. So hard to dig. And Maoni's ears prick up. Oh! You hear in the distance the sound of a wolf. In the distance. Mm. <laughs> you hear in the distance the sound of someone going to Home Depot. <laughs> Home Depot! <laughs> <laughs> you hear the sound of a wolf cry. Okay, alright. Like Sounds like one. Just one. And it's not Mounty. Yeah, it's not Mounty. Okay. Alright. As he okay. begins to growl. And his heckles go off his back. It is uh, begins to growl and bare his teeth. Where's, where's it coming from, Maune? Where's it coming from? Um, uh, Maune kind of looks around. Uh, you can roll me a perception check with his hearing, so with advantage. Okay, that's the wrong one. Uh, that's a Eighteen. Damn. Okay. Eighteen. Yep. Okay, so he looks um, directly to the kind of east, uh, into the woods, away from the road. And as you look into the fog, two red eyes look back at you 
tie. And they are about the height of yourself. They're about six foot off the ground as they look at you. And nice. now a black snout emerges. These bright white teeth kind of nice. open up to you and then slowly disappears into the fog. You hear another loud wolf howl as four wolves come out of the fog towards you. And we're going to roll initiative. Oh, and we're gonna have we're gonna have our first break now. We're gonna have a quick break, half past eight nearly. So we'll have a break now, and then we'll come back and see how our oh, how our intrepid adventurers deal with their first encounter against the wolves of Barovia.
Okay, so let's have ourselves some initiative rolls, please. Kai. That is me. Yes. Oh, you want us to roll again? No, no, just now. Just tell me what you rolled, sorry. Uh, yeah, 12. 12 for Kai. And Fox. At 20. Ooh, 20 for Fox. Nice. Ideal. And Shadow. 15. 15 for Shadow. Jackson. A big old two. Two for Jackson. I wasn't sure, because like, on the um, sidekick thing uh, with Pasha, they mm -hmm. like sidekicks roll differently, but they just wanted to be... Yeah, roll, roll, roll initiative for Maoni as well. Okay, he rolled a nine. Nine for Maoni. Okay, and we have got these guys going at... I'm not in a good position there. Okay, so, um, basically, the body was up against, was was here, uh, so that's where you would have been, yep. uh, but as the wolves came out, I'll let you kind of move yourselves around a little bit. Uh, so you would have seen them first, Ty, coming out of the fog from this direction, and uh, there's, they're there. So, we are going in with Bok Burr. So, Fox, what is it you'd like to do is you see uh, four large wolves bounding towards you, grey, uh, almost black as black as night in its gloomy day, charging out of the mist and uh, straight towards you. I guess they are aggressive. They're not just, like, checking on. <laughs> no, they're, they're coming towards you, howling, growling, barking, okay. biting. Um, well, I'm terrified of wolves, so I'll probably try to, um, like, attack them from from the distance so can i can i just take my bow and try to um like shoot up one of them you can indeed do you want to stay where you are or do you want to move somewhere uh i would love to run away but i don't know if i can do both can i can i run away and shoot or do i have to choose you can you can move and shoot so you can move away first or you can shoot them then move away Okay, I'm going to probably try to hide behind one of the trees, and okay. then from behind the tree, yep. uh, try to aim on one of the walls. Okay, so we'll move back to here. Took 20 feet of your movement, of your 25 foot movement. Uh, so if you roll me a stealth check to try and hide, you can do that as a bonus action because you're a rogue. I think you get that level one. If you don't, then we'll pretend you do. That was 25. So uh, you, oh. so you, you find a nice little nook to hide in, and you guys uh, suddenly uh, foxes scampered away silently across the uh, across the leaf litter and disappears into the shadow and gloom of a nearby tree, and then uh, knocks an arrow into her short bow, leans out from her cover, and fires at one of the wolves. Uh, roll me an attack roll with your bow. Fourteen. Fourteen. 
Uh, that hits one of the wolves, so now you need to roll me your damage. How do I do that? Sorry. Oh, there the, should um, be a little d6. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ten. Whoa. Ten damage. And... Do you get a sneak attack at level one? I think you do. Not sure. Uh, you do, yeah. One you do. So you get to roll extra. Roll me an extra d6 damage as well, because you're sneakily hiding and hiding in the tree. Again, sorry. Yeah, roll me one more. One more d6. Your sneak attack. Seven. Okay, so that was a uh, cool. So you lean out from your little hidey hole, knock an arrow. It comes flying out. Uh, you're pretty scared at this wolf coming towards you, but your arrow pierces straight through one of its eyes, and it falls down instantly, and just slides in the muck along the ground, comes to a halt, dead. The first wolf is down. Shadow, as it's your turn. Shadow, does do any of the three that are still uh, that are still up look like they're more in charge or bigger than the others? Uh, they, they all look to be similar-sized wolves. Alright. And I will take a shot with my longbow at the closest to me with the best line of sight. Okay, uh, yeah. So we'll go for uh, this one here. Alrighty. Thirteen. <coughs> Thirteen, that hits. Rolling for damage. Eleven. Piercing. Okay. So you lock, you loose an arrow, and you fought wolves before. You know where the weak points are, and it hits it straight through the chest, pierce heart instantly, and this leaping wolf falls down dead. Yes. Then I okay. will. Uh, I'm going to take a step or two in front, uh, move towards them, so that there's. Kind of putting myself between autumn. Like here? Yeah, a little bit. Cool. But so you, uh, you kind not, of... so, not so that I uh, stop her from being able to see or anything, but just. Yeah, to... of course. So you kind of step up uh, close to Ty uh, and in between her and the wolves uh, in your in your you know, brightly coloured cloak. Um, as you've just, just killed one of them. Uh, Ty, it's your turn. You've seen two arrows come out the air behind you, whizzing past your ears. And two of these wolves have fallen down dead already. Damn. Um, I'll just kind of break my heart because you know these are my wolf's brothers. But I will also just brutally. Do I have like? I'm sorry. I was trying to see if. Yeah, I'll do a frostbite on the. Wolf that's like, I guess closer to uh, because there are four, correct? I can't see behind the other three. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, I'll do the one on the left. This one here, yeah. Cool, um, so uh, I'm gonna roll some dice. <laughs> that's a two. Wait, is that just Uh. Eva, okay, is it no, a, do con I have to make a saving throw? Concentration 13, sorry. Concentration 13. Concentration 13. It passes, it's con save. 
So as you hold your like U your U staff out, the glowing rock in the center begins to kind of glow with energy, and uh, uh, the air around the wolf grows colder, but it just kind of shakes its fur, shakes it off, and jumps through the the cold you've created. Uh, okay, it's the wolfie's turn. So we have got dead, dead. Okay, so one charges in to to bite you, Shadow. And Bring it on! Come on! It misses. It kind of glances off your uh, your leather Vembrances, and the second one uh, jumps up at you, and also misses. So uh, you manage to dodge. You kind of step back from one, and you, sh- you blast the other one off with your with your arm. And we're on to Maoni's turn. Uh, he's gonna with pack tactic. <laughs> he is going to fight the one that's put yeah, that one. Um. Come through. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay, so uh, did he roll to hit? Nope. Oh, yeah, God. 21. Oh! Right, I, okay, yeah, okay. Um, 21, 21 to hit, 7 piercing damage. Yeah. Cool. So Maoni kind of uh, doesn't have to go very far, but he kind of pounces at one. He's bigger than these wolves. He's probably, you know, quite a bit larger than, than these, these wolves that have attacked, and he gets one in the flank teeth dig right into its flesh pulls back and there's a huge amount of fur and flesh goes flying from this poor wolf that howls in pain and has lost some hit points uh jackson sunshield it's your turn as these wolves come out of the mist and begin attacking your newfound friends okay can i make it to the next to marnie yeah i've ten uh, next to the wolf. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I knew that tree was in the way. Yeah. Yeah, you can get there. And I will take a swing. Try and cool. finish it off. So Jackson Sunshield strides forwards across the leaf litter, uh, shield up, draws his um, mace, and and begins you know swing at this creature for all to hit. Twenty-two. Twenty-two hits. And that is 10 damage. 10 damage. So you, you come in and you swing down. And as Maoni's jaws are clamped in, it holds the wolf still easy for you to hit. And your mace just comes down into its back. And you just crush right through its spine. And the poor beast goes limp and starts whimpering as the last of its life leaves its lungs. Dead. <sighs> it's a little whimper. Uh, okay. Fox, we're back round to your turn, Fox, as you're hiding in the shadows and so you can hear the sounds of battle going on. Can I see um, the wall from my hiding place? You can see it, but it's it's a it, it's a difficult shot to take because of um, Kai and Shadow are both standing in between you and the wolf. So you can you can have a go, but it's going to be a slightly more difficult shot to take. So I. Um... I would like to like remain in hiding, but like crawl in to like closer to where okay. the wolf is. Yeah. So roll me another stealth check. Mm-hmm. 
15. That's still pretty good as you kind of make your way out of your little nook, your little nook hole you found, and you begin padding across in using the shadows, the shadow of the gloomy wood and the fog to your advantage. Uh, how for how close did you want to get? Uh, close enough to take a clear shot on the wood. Okay. Yeah, so if you come over to here, you can get a better angle around that tree to have a go at shooting him. Yes, and I'll take a shot then. That was nine to hit. Okay, nine to hit. You get to roll again because uh, you are hidden, so you've got advantage to hit him. So to do, shoot I, at him. do I um, do I roll damage or do I roll hit? Roll to hit again. Okay. Because that first okay. one wouldn't have hit. That was nineteen. Nineteen. That hits. <laughs> So uh, you draw your bow again, silently padding across the leaf litter, and knock an arrow. Hits the wolf, now roll some damage. Uh, nine. Nine damage. Okay. And Shadow, it's your turn, as this wolf has a big arrow stuck out of its side. Uh, since he's right up close, I'll switch to the longsword. Okay. And 15. Uh, 15 hits. Of course it hits. And trying to click for damage. Um, five. As I, I just used one-handed. Cool. So uh, you drop, you kind of hold your bow in one hand, pull out your longsword with the other, and as you pull out one motion, you draw your draw your longsword and slice through the belly of this creature, which has already got an arrow sticking out of it. Uh, you cut it open, and you know it just falls down dead. It's uh, leaking all over the leaf litter, and you all take a deep breath as it seems the four assailants are are down. Uh, Ty, um, it's your turn. Um. Right. So all of them are dead that we can see. Yes. Okay. Um, can I see anything or hear anything? Anybody like... Oh, uh, yeah. Make me a perception check. Okay. <laughs> perception. Come on. 20. 24! Yeah! 24. Okay. Um, you can see the looming shape of those red eyes and that big black mouth in the distance of the fog from yeah. where those wolves came from. Okay. There's one over there. Let's go. Are you walking and towards it? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna stupidly, very stupidly run towards it, yeah. Okay. So we'll go five. Or just move this forest up a little bit. These <laughs> are walking with us. It's the ants. The ant, The last march <laughs> of the ants. March of the ants. <laughs> and uh... since she went whiz, whizzing past me, and I did not use any movement, can I keep up with her? And uh, not some... until uh, you, not until it's your turn. I'm afraid, Shadow. Don't. 
So uh, on her on her turn, she kind of runs off into the fog, and uh, you just see the very uh, dark no. glimpses of her, of her like bright blonde hair. Yes, she's still there. You can still see the back of her. All her movement gone. You can just see the back of her. Okay. Can I just ask? Can I? Um, should have probably have done that. <laughs> but my character is not very bright. Um, can I? Was my perception um, my action? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Then I'm done. Mm -hmm. So you come face to face now with a large black wolf. About two to three times, probably three times the size of Maoni. Okay. Huge, Ooh. huge black jaws. Sorry, black, black, black fur, massive jaws, red eyes that just pierce you, and it just watches you come towards it. And it now it's turn. Oh no! Oh no! What have I done? As uh, it pad, it pad towards you. Mm hmm. Your wolf. Pads right up towards you really slowly, just like nonchalantly pads towards you. Mm hmm. And it sniffs, it sniffs you, it's, it, it's, it almost lowers its head down towards you and begins to sniff you. Friend? Or foe? Why haven't I got your AC uh, high? Uh, What's your AC? 16. 16. Yeah. And as quick as a flash, it just bites onto your collarbone. Just bites oh. down onto your collarbone. It kind of sniffs you, sniffs you. You're almost petrified by the size of this thing. And then its jaws just suddenly clamp down uh, across you. Mm -hmm. And you take some damage. Okay. Uh, wait, me roll these on roll 20. Oh God. Seven piercing damage as it bites you. And you must make me a strength save, please. Oh my God. Oh. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, strength save. Uh, strength save. Oh my God, a three. A three. So as it bites you, you kind of stumble backwards and you fall down prone onto your knees, uh, almost groveling at the feet of this, uh, at the paws of this huge wolf uh, standing above you. Um, uh, we are on to uh, Maoni's turn. As uh, you clamp onto your collarbone and your shoulders, you're just leaking blood now into the woods around you. Uh, Maoni. Well, Mani is obviously going to run after me, because yep. he loves me, yep. um, and he's just going to fucking bite the shit out of his teeth. So Mani charges up and tries to bite him. Mm-hmm. And one thing I did forget was that, um, well, let's see first. A fucking eight, because that's how we do it. Wait, did I do the damage? I'm an idiot. I wrote did the damage. Did I? No, it didn't. No, it did not. It's a fucking. So never mind. Feels made hit. So you get pack tactics because he's next to you. Oh, he does. Yes. Yeah. Wait, would that count? Even though, oh no, I'm not dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
22. That's a... Uh... 10 damage. 22 hits, 10 damage. And he's supposed to take a strength saving throw. DC okay. 11. Cool. Uh, so he just like shakes Mauni off. But there's a there's a small you know there's a there's a wound to the creature. Mauni sees like he's Mauni's drawn blood. He's got the taste of blood in his mouth. Okay. Uh, and we are on to. Uh, I will, uh, so Jackson, it's your turn. As you see this wolf uh, disappear, like run into the fog. You're you're at the same level, so you can see you see Ty fall down and a huge looming dark shape, this kind of monochromatic wolf, which is far too big to be a wolf, looming over uh, this elf maiden you once knew and oh, and, her, uh, and her pet come and, come and jump on the side. Shout Ty, no! And can I make it over to the wolf? Let's have a look here. I don't... Yeah, you can. I want to just take a big old swing. Come on. 23. 23 hits. Uh, 11 damage. Okay. And with my crusher feet, can I move it 10 feet away from Ty so she has a chance to get up and run away? Yeah, it, that happens automatically. You just push it away. Uh, yeah, yeah. as long as I hit, I can push it yeah. away. Five, uh, five so you're uh, you come with a huge swing of your of your mace and it hits the side, the same side that Mauni bit it, and it gets pushed ten feet uh, backwards. So it's five feet. Five feet backwards. Yeah. So you get pushed five foot backwards. And uh, Fox, it's your turn. As uh, it seems, the creature from your nightmares has come. Uh, a, a giant wolf, a giant black wolf with with glowing red eyes, come out of the mist and is. Uh, looking angry. Yeah, I'm going to. Um, I'm. Uh, I'm not going to approach it because I'm kind of terrified. But I'm going to take another shot. I'm still in hiding, am I not? Uh, so, every time you shoot, you come out of hiding, so you can you can go in hiding okay. again if you want to. You can try and hide. Uh, if I um, if I'm in hiding, do I get like two um, two rolls? Because yeah, I you get, get to roll with advantage. Back. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm going to hiding then. Yep. Uh, so you got to roll me a stealth check. Seventeen. Okay. You feel pretty stealthy okay, as you make your um, way through the tree roots. Do I have a clear shot now, or or do I have to? Uh, yeah, you do. Yep. Yeah, you can. You can have a clear. It's not too difficult to get yourself a clear shot with the movement you've got. Okay, um, I'm going to shoot them then. Well, him. Uh, so it was ten. Ten? Do I... Yes, did I hit him or do I... Is that your best roll of the two rolls? Oh no, I just roll one. Oh yes, you roll again, so you roll twice and pick the highest. Uh, so that's 18, the second one. Um, and... Damage. Yeah, that hits. Oh, and damage is just five. Five damage? Mm -hmm. And you get sneak attack damage as well, so you get to roll an extra d6. There's no modifier on that though, it's just a straight d6. Six. Another six. Okay. 
Shadow, it's your go. Um, you hear there's some creeping footsteps behind you. Uh, a arrow whizzes past you, hits the beast. Uh, you witness the beast being pushed five feet away from the prone tie as Jackson kind of charges in and just blasts it away with his mace. What would you like to do? The the footsteps I heard was the halfling yeah, the coming halfling, out of him. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> all right. Fox coming out. Yeah. Okay, so back to the longbow and try to put one into this guy before he can get back at Ty. So, longbow. Oh. Eight. I don't feel that might have hit. Uh, eight misses, unfortunately. Um, it, it, it hits, but it doesn't seem to finally purchase. It just kind of ricochets off this creature's tough hide. Okay. Then uh, I will follow my shot, and I will come up uh, and try to put myself in front of Ty. You can get to there if you want to. You'll be within five feet of the beast. Yep. Yep. So uh, Shadow comes darting through the woods. Um, he knows the woods very well. Completely step, every step moves with purpose as he runs up and closes the gap with this huge uh, wolf shape. And hi, it's your turn as uh, your newfound friend come to your aid and you feel blessed. First Mauni shows up next to you, then Jackson, Sunshield, and then finally Shadow uh, appears next to you as well as, as the beast has moved five feet away from you. Is, is it my turn? It's your turn, and you are prone. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought the, sorry, I thought the monster wasn't ahead of me, but that makes a lot of Okay, cool. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> cure wound on myself. Nice. <laughs> um, are you a mother? <laughs> uh, a four. So you need, as you're like on your knees, in the dirt and amongst the tree roots, um, you clasp hold of your rune, runic symbol that says family, and you are uh, you know you remember your time at home and you think how have things gone so badly so quickly? I've only been gone half a day, and uh, you feel a flash of you feel a flash of remembrance of uh, when you spoke to Siana Moonbo, and yeah. you feel a healing energy emit from your runic symbol and. Uh, you regain four hit points of power as you're knelt down there in the mud and you feel uh, some hope well up inside you. Um, I'm then... Because he's not within five feet, feet of me anymore, right? He's not within five feet of you anymore, no. No, okay, then I'm gonna, like, roll and get up, like, a little bit further away from him. So. Okay. Yeah, that one. That that's a beautiful spot over there. Um, and that's me done. Cool. Okay, it is now uh, the creature's turn, and it kind of looks side to side, and then suddenly, as quick as a as quick as a flash, it just pounces at Jack and Sunshield. Oh yeah. Okay, it hits you. Uh, Jackson Sunshield and we are going to go for okay so 
12 damage. Ooh. That hurts. I'm still standing. And I need you to make me a constitution saving throw, please. Five. Five. You take six necrotic damage. I am down. The beast leaps out through the fog, pounces onto J Jackson Sunshield's chest. As as Jackson's falling down backwards, it bites around his throat, and he begins to fall down. The consciousness falls out of him, and the beast uh, looks back over his shoulder at both of you, and then turns and bolts into the wood. No, he does not. Okay. You can make an <laughs> opportunity attack if you wish. Yes, please. Yep. Come on, baby. Thirteen? Thirteen misses, I'm afraid. Ugh. The adrenaline's pumping too hard, Shadow, and your normal steady aim uh, fires off pings against the, uh, a, a, uh, the bough of a tree. And Ty, you can make an attack if you wish. I think it was he was in. No, he, you weren't in range, but uh, uh, Mauni can. Mauni can make an attack. Okay, fantastic. Because. But he doesn't get pack tactics because Jackson's unconscious. Yeah. Come here, come here, thirteen. Thirteen also misses. Mauni tries to bite, but all he gets is a mouthful of fluff from the edge of the edge of this black wolf's tail. <laughs> okay. Can I Ow. do anything, or is it just... Unfortunately, because you're too far away, you're unable to react quick enough as the wolf disappears into the fog. Oh, no. And Fox, it's your turn, as you see Jackson bitten, blood pouring from his wound in his chest, and the and the, uh, the wolf disappear. What would you like to do? Um, I don't think I have any, like, healing stuff. You can attempt to try and stabilize him if you want to. Uh, I can try if I, yeah. Let's um, see if you can get there first. 5, 10, 15, 20, 5, 10, 20. Yeah, you can just. Yeah. Five, so you run as fast as your little legs will take you. Oh. And you run just past <laughs> Ty, and there's the, the, the huge form. He's quite big, he's over, you know, six foot. Six and a half foot tall, probably Jackson Sunshield in his in his in his uh, chainmail armor is lying down cold in the dirt, barely breathing as he's leaking his lifeblood all across the forest floor. Um, so make me a medicine check. Medicine check. Uh, that's a thirteen. Thirteen. Unfortunately, you haven't got too much experience with uh, with where his vitals are and um, you're unable to stabilize him, but you've just managed to get even more blood of someone other human all over your hands. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Shadow, it's your turn as the wolf disappears and you look over your shoulder and see the fallen form of Jackson. Can I check his pockets, though? <laughs> <laughs> you certainly can next turn. I will also try to stabilize him. Okay, yeah, so Robbie Medicine check as you kind of roll, rush over and kneel down by his side. What did you roll, sorry? 13. 13, again. Um, 
you're more used to the physiology of elves than humans. And being a being a, a lone ranger, you're not used to doing medicine checks with anyone. That's and uh, you you you, uh, you you wrap a bandage around his leg, his completely uninjured fine leg, and uh, <coughs> and he continues to lose his lifeblood to the forest floor as we head on to Ty's turn. He like uh, obviously is gonna go and do cure wounds on that okay. poor guy. She, she walks over, uh, kind of shoes the other two out of the way a little bit, kneels down, and eleven, el- eleven hit okay. points. So she holds again. She holds you. You, uh, you hold your symbol, your uh, your rune for family, and you place your hand on him, and you you swell with the power of Sienna, as uh, the life energy flows through you and into the chest of Jackson Sunshield. His wounds close over, and his eyes open, and he takes a deep breath and sits up, startled. Where did it go? What just happened? And uh, we are out of combat now. Okay. He got a good hold of you and then took off into the fog. Oh, everything just went dark. Does anyone else need healing? Oh, wait. Just uh, yourself. Anybody looking rough? I'm nearly back at full. No, yeah, I'm, I'm basically full. Um, right, so did this wolf look like a wolf, or did it look like a hybrid of a wolf? Uh, make me a nature because, check. Because he had a motherfucking red eyes up in here. A uh, nature? Yeah. Eight. Eight. Uh, you've heard tales told of large wolves living in the woods, bigger than they should be. Um, do you want to make me a survival check, Shadow? I would love to. Where did my guy go? Survival. Oh, damn. Oh, wait. Okay, so shadow, so I will check. Is is that with advantage or just a standard roll? I'm a bit confused. Just regular. So you got twenty one. Yep. Cool. Uh, so. Um, oh wait, no, I I must have hit the button twice. So yeah, just roll nine. again. Nine. Yeah, cool. So nine. Uh, you you spent more time in the woods than Ty has. This probably was some kind of direwolf. But you've never seen one with red eyes. I've seen direwolf before, but never with glowing red eyes. Well, that can't really be it. Then, or was it just a different species of like normal creature, or was it like magical? Uh, it was. Uh, you can make me an Arcana check if you want to, um, Fox. Four. Four. Uh, having spent most of your life upon a on, on a sailing ship, pirating the uh, the seas around Faerun, yeah, you're not too sure on the physiology and magicalness of wolves, direwolves, and the species of them. Yeah, all you know is you're all you know is you're scared of them. 
shall we pursue? Shall, shall we like chase after him? Or I'm not too eager, but if you want to, guys, <laughs> I can stay behind you. Uh, did the did the wolf look bloody? Uh, like, was he in bad shape when like he was he fleeing or was he was just like oh, I can't be? Uh, make me an insight. Make me an insight check. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Um, it looks fine. Oh, it looks fine. Mm -hmm. Fucking asshole. Just uh, from the ground, I say, well, that thing can uh, can deal some serious damage. So, uh, yeah, but it can't be a dire wolf though, because Mona is a dire wolf. So, obviously, it can't be a dire wolf. I mean, if you want to chase it. We gotta go now. I think we should maybe rest. I hustle back over to the others and pull out my arrows so I had to restock and get ready to roll. Yeah, so um, you managed to uh, you regain at least uh, you you missed twice, so two of the you, two of the arrows you fired lost. Got it. Uh, but I'm not too keen on like keeping track of your arrows to be honest, because <laughs> you're a, you're a ranger and you can always make more arrows. <laughs> That'll work. That works for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna pick exactly. up my blood and, and pour it back in. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't work so much. You just pick up like this horrible earth, earth full of like grubs and worms and roaches. You realize the soil around here is absolutely full of insect life. We're full health, most of us, but spell-wise, I'm tapped. Uh, you realize now the time of day it is. It's um, it's. Afternoon. Okay, it's afternoon. So, well, we want to get to the place, which apparently is kind of shady because two letters with the same names, but like different situations. I feel like we're being duped into going into here. And do we continue into the woods or do we go back to the road? The road well, I think, could be safer. Yeah. I think I think we should follow the road. Okay. At least Still. that way we definitely know where we came from. Yes, Jackson. Would I be able to tell how low on health uh Ty is to get it back to full? Um you can tell when someone's bloodied. So she's got some scratches and things on her face. She looks like she's been in a battle, um, but you can you can only tell if someone's really damaged if they're below yeah. half health. Okay. So she's, well, not, she's not like she's not like bleeding profusely from any wounds. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think you are, Itai. You're not you're not you're not below no, half health. No, are you? no, I'm no. over half. Yeah. I will. I'll ask her to come to me, uh, and I'll reach out my hand and. Uh, as she grabs it, I'll do lay on hands and I'll put two points of okay. health back in. Good. And then I will do the same to myself, which gets me back to full. Okay, so um, as you hold your hand out and put it, uh, put it onto, onto Ty's shoulder, um, you mutter uh, like a, a prayer to Illmater uh, about taking on the pain of others to heal yourself and Ty. And uh, you tighten the band around your arm, draw a small amount of blood, 
and heal high for two hit points and yourself. And you can take one point of inspiration, good fellow, for that. Um, can I just, you know, double check that the fight, you know, isn't going to turn me evil whenever, like, a full moon happens and <laughs> stuff like that? Okay, um, make me an arcana check. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, you've you've heard of uh, were folk, mm-hmm. I guess, like lycanthrope, uh, yep. and there there have been rumours of lycanthropes attacking some of the villages surrounding Daggerford. Um, but you aren't sure on how to identify whether you've been bitten by a lycanthrope or not. But the wounds healed quite quite cleanly. Okay. As best as we can tell, it's a clean heal. Don't have that any, would... you know, fancy spells, um, Jax, to make sure, you know, I'm not... Like, spells? I'm... No, that's, that's not okay. my forte. Cool. You don't have any reason to suspect it was a lycanthrope either. Okay. It didn't, it didn't, um... Cool, cool, cool. Back to so the road. Back to the road? Back to the road. Yep. So you, uh, you make your way back towards the road, um doesn't take you too long shadows quite an expert at navigating the woods the way you came following the the kind of broken path you you followed here in and as you look behind you the the area you were is just now engulfed in a thick fog as you're back on the road and you can continue heading heading in the direction deeper into this wooded area away from the gate where you once were then since we like walked off the road uh the roads the roads the same but the the fog thicker. the fog is the fog's the fog came in and covered where you were as you left that area and the woods behind you it seemed to uh dissipate yeah in a way yeah yeah and uh the fog seems to have eased off when you're back on the road again and it gives you a a clear urging to move forwards. It seems the fog seems to be closer behind you and further away in front. So it's encouraging you to walk down the road in a certain direction. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. 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 Alright. Can I see anything like in the vision is but it's if it's like seeming to lessen as we go, can I see anything ahead of us? Uh, yeah, make me a per- make me a perception check, please. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, all you can see is fog, and trees, and road, okay. uh, for at least another uh, three or four hours. Really, is what you see as you're walking along this road. Uh, until finally, the trees finish, and you're on. There's open grassland now on either side of you. You seem to be in like a, a moorland grassland area. And you can see the you can see buildings in the distance. Cool uh, shapes loom out of the dense fog that surrounds everything. Uh, the muddy ground underfoot gives way to slick wet cobblestones. Uh, the tall shapes 
the tool shapes become recognisable as village dwellings. Uh, the windows of each house stare out from pools of blackness. No, st- no sound cuts the silence as you begin entering this strange village. You can hear a mourning, mourning, a mournful sobbing echoes in the distance. <laughs> That's what you hear. Yeah. As you are on some wet stub cobblestones, not dissimilar from from Daggerford. The buildings, however, do not look like uh, buildings that you've seen on the Sword Coast or or in Daggerford or anywhere in Baldur's Gate. This looks like a completely different style of architecture than what you're used to seeing. Hello? Uh, it's very distant to the cry. Think of uh, the sound of a car alarm in a in a in a silent city centre. It's just an echoing cry reverberating around. Okay. Yeah. Does that person just cry? Can we see like hear or see like dogs, animals, like other people? Uh, you don't see any other people or any other animals. Uh, when you walk past. Are you walking into? You're going to carry on walking into this village, cautiously. Yeah. Yes. Cautiously. Yep. So as you're walking through cautiously, uh, what's your marching order going to be? I'll go at the front. Um, I'll go behind uh, Jacks with um, Mountain like next to me. I'll bring up the rear. I'll, I'll be there, like checking, like for the for the traps, or if I can hear anything. Or... Okay. Cool. So we'll do something like that. As you're checking the cobblestone for traps, nothing comes up. <laughs> oh, so, so we're not in the village yet. You are. Oh. Yeah, you're in the village. Uh, you're okay. in this. You're in the village. It kind of is opening up around you. Um, you you uh, come across a, a building, a house with candlelight inside, and then you see a you see a shape of a humanoid behind some a window pane, and that you know a curtains drawn quickly shut from you. And uh, you see a yeah, there's lots of houses, and you do see you eventually after passing five or six houses, um, heading in towards what you believe must be the centre of this village. Uh, there is a large building with smoke rising from its chimneys. And but is there no other, like, no other places have smoke coming out of it? There's some of the buildings do have smoke coming from them. Yet some of these, some of these buildings look inhabited, mm-hmm. and some of them look. There's just black. The windows are black. There's nothing. There's nothing going on inside them at all. Just okay. completely dark windows, and then you you do see. Um, uh, yeah, this this single kind of large lit building uh, with two uh, columns of smoke rising, and you can just make out uh, tie and shadow with your perception. Uh, the sound of music playing inside. The hills are alive. Yeah, I was really And <laughs> <laughs> we still hear the crying. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, that's reverberating. It's not getting louder or quieter. It's just like a constant 
moaning sound uh, like i said like a siren that you can hear the same pitch the whole time the same the same volume it seems close but not getting closer and not okay. getting further away can we that's not odd at all which direction this this noise is coming is it yeah. coming from the from the this house with uh, with the smoke or or is it somewhere else no, that, that what, the house with the smoke is a large building as you mm -hmm. get closer um it a, a shingle shaft of light thrusts illumination into the main square it's bright looking it's brightness looking like a solid pillar of heavy in the heavy fog so there's basically a large shift shaft of light coming out the front of this building uh, it's an open doorway where you can hear this music coming from and above the, the doorway a sign hangs uh, which says on it uh, the blood on the vine tavern blood on the vine blood on the vine tavern well, yeah that's not that's not bad at all <laughs> ominous <laughs> not a hint at anything uh, and uh, it if sounds you like a place i'd like to hang out <laughs> uh fox is he all as the other rest of the team the rest of the crew are looking at the this tavern and the sign uh make me a perception check to see if you can discern where this moaning is coming from I probably know the answer to this, but this wasn't here yesterday, was it? Uh, this town, village, no. no. <laughs> it wasn't here. There was 21. 21. Um, so from where you are, the sound of the crying is to your... Uh, is to the south of where you are. Let me show you a... a map. So I'll send you this in chat in a min or later on. Okay. Uh, it's not super important, but it's nice to be able to put into. So you've come from here. You've come along here. This is the inn. This is the entrance to the inn here, and the moaning sound is coming from around this area somewhere. So I'll put on our little halfling. That's where you guys are. Okay. So, the opposite direction of the inn. Yeah, to the south of the inn, basically, is... Um, so, north is where I'm pointing. Uh, so, to the south is where this, um, this moaning is coming from. Okay. Does so... crying, or does it sound like someone is, like, hurting, or do we know... Uh, it sounds like someone's crying, sobbing, mournful. Uh, yeah, they're like, oh, 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 just like uncontrollable sobs. Not doesn't sound painful. They're not, they're not crying in pain. Okay. They're mournful. Do you think this is like Colian? It could be. Um, if somebody's in trouble, I need to go and at least check to see if I can help. Um. Right. Well. Okay, yeah, let's check the crying first. Is that... Okay. So you head through the gloom and uh, past what appears to be a, uh, a another largest building. This has got smoke coming from it as well. With a, The first building which isn't residential apart from the inn. Uh, a sign hangs over the door saying, 
Bildris Mercantile. Uh, and as you pass this shop, uh, the, the sobbing now is finally getting louder with Fox leading the way. And it seems to be emanating uh, from a two-story dark townhouse. So an oldie fashion townhouse, stumpy slate roofs, bricks at the bottom with mortar and wood top to it. Can I check if the door unlocked? I'll be one second. Uh, so it's, there's definitely the noise is definitely coming from inside. So do you want to try the door or just want to try opening the door? I want to try if the door is locked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as you turn. The handle on the door, it is open. Wait, Fox, Fox, we should maybe knock before we go in, you know. Well, I'm a thief, you know, I usually don't knock. I, 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 I totally understand that. Um, and I'll just knock on the door. You try window, if that makes any more difference. <laughs> so, uh... As you, as you knock on the door, the moaning gets louder. Oh, oh. Oh, please, my sweet Gertruda. Please, my dearest sweet Gertruda. Do come home. Hello? Who's there? Gertruda? Oh, it must be you, Gertruda. Please. Come in, Gertruda. Come no. back to me. No, no, I'm not Gertruda. My name is Ty. Are you okay, ma'am? Sir? Human? Oh, it sounds like a it sounds like a woman. Okay. Oh, please. Please, you must help me. You must find my dear sweet Gertruda. Can you come to the door? Uh, you hear, um, sobbing, weeping, and then the, the slow footfalls of someone coming down the stairs. Oh, and, uh, next to the door, the curtain slides open and a woman is looking out at you uh, she's got a plain clothed hood her skin's pale bags hang under her eyes her eyes are really red she's been crying they're not they're not glowing red they're just like she's been upset yeah. crying eyes um, and she says she, she says oh you are not from here are you you we don't have your kind where, where are you from? Have you seen? Have you seen my daughter Gertruda? I, I can't say that we have. Um, where, where are we? This is Barovia. In the right place, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you mean? What do you mean you don't have our kind? Uh, she looks at you and she's like. And then she sees the halfling as well, and she goes, "Oh, oh, no, 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 thank you!" And uh, draws the curtains. I'll I'll knock again and say, "What about me? We're here to help if you're in trouble." Oh, please, please! I want no trouble at all, but I just want my dearest Gertrude back. And she begins sobbing. Can you tell us what she looks like? 
Mika. She's a beautiful girl. And she holds up a doll. This was Gertrude's favourite doll. Oh, Gertrude is my heart. She means everything to me. And she just begins sobbing. She begins sobbing again. I'll turn to Ty. Could Mauni maybe get a scent? I, I have a, a very nice wolf. Uh, make me a make me a, a persuasion check. Okay, because I don't. I'm afraid of. <laughs> Mark, can I help? <laughs> yes, yeah, you can roll it. You can roll it with advantage because uh, yeah, okay. Jackson is going to help you. Persuasion. Okay, advantage. Are we inside? Oh, okay, doesn't matter. Well, they're fucking ten. A ten. <laughs> um, uh, at the sight of now, now she's seen Mauni as well. <gasps> Devil creatures. Devil creatures, all of you. Oh, yes, you. You've taken my daughter. Oh, and she begins howling uncontrollably and she begins sobbing and falls, falls to her knees in her own house. Like, she's just, like, on the floor now. You can see from the window this poor woman, like, writhing in, in uh, sorrow. Well, that didn't work the way we wanted it to. No, Mona, can you still just give, try and get a scent without getting closer? Uh, so you're on the other side. Of the, you're on the outside of the house. And she's on the inside of the house behind the window. Uh, so he can attempt to make me a. Um, this would be a survival check for Mauni. He can make it. Uh, well, it'll be a straight roll because like, he's not, yeah, he's not inside. And, like, under yeah. the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give it um, a spin. That, oh shoot! Ah, uh, that was. Perception. That's not the right one. There we go. Um. Oh. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, you're not sure. I mean, now done what you asked him to do. He's knelt down and he's like sniffed, 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 sniffed. Okay. And uh, he may or may not have gotten the scent. Okay. Well, ma'am, what's your name? Mary. Mary? Nice to meet you, Mary. Well, Have you I, seen I... my daughter, Gertruda? Uh, no, what does she look like? Oh, she's a beautiful, fair young girl. Oh, she's gone missing. She's gone missing. There's devil folk around, you see. They've taken her. Hey. Who who are you? And she's like begins this full circle conversation with you again. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Is it just more like she's having the same conversation over and over again? Okay. Seems to be. Oh, I thought somebody had cut something out. I missed it. Okay, is it? Can I like sneak into her house without her noticing? You can try. <laughs> How are you gonna do it? There's windows. Uh, let's have a look. Do we? Uh... Oh no! Look okay, at that beauty! So, is she at the door now? Uh, she is lying. Well, you're not sure where she is, but the people who look through the window, she's lying on the floor of her, uh, of her, like the the room at her entrance to her house. She's just lying there, crying. Okay. Uncontrollably okay, sobbing, uh, holding onto some rag doll you can see just about through the window. You did say that the door was open. Door is open, yep. Yeah. So I'm going to sneak in through the door. Okay. 
and see if there's anything like suspicious. So, just so you understand where she is, she's like on the other side of that door, lying on the floor. Oh, okay. Okay. So now then, um, to the window then. Yep. So she's. Uh, you could try and find a window around the side if you go in that window yeah. where she. Yeah. Cool. So you do find a window towards the back of the building, which leads into a separate room from uh, from where she is. Okay, can I look into there, or is it covered with something? Can there I are. Well, you can see, and you can see, you can see it is a different. You can't see her. There's a door on, on yeah. the other side, so it separates. It seems to be her like kitchen area, pantry, or something. Okay, can I check if the, if it's like safe to? Uh, yeah, roll me an investigation check. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was four. <laughs> four. Uh, yeah, the window. It looks. It looks. You know, you could probably. You could probably like get in this window. Looks great. Well, it looks fine. It looks like. A, it looks like a window. Okay, I'm going to try anyway. Um, okay. I'm going to try to open the the window and see. Okay, so the window is locked, uh, but you can attempt to uh, jimmy the window open with your thieves' tools if you want. So you can make me a uh, this would be a thieves' tools check. So roll me a uh, roll me a d20 and add your proficiency modifier. Could I just try and like distract Mary while she's yeah, like, doing so that? You, you can talk to her again. You can go through yeah, the yeah, circle, yeah. circle of talking if you like. Yeah. And then she looks up and she's like your kind we don't get many of your kind here you must be spies spies of the devil if she says that can i kneel in front of her and, and say do you recognize any of our kind so uh she's at the window again and she's like well you you're you're a human yeah like us we don't get many others around here well, what are you doing with them are you a spy as well no, these are my friends. We're we're here to to help. Oh, where's the name gone? Irina. Yeah, Irina. That was the one. Oh, Irina. Oh, the family. The burger. Poor burgermeister's daughter. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. What's happened to her? Could the same things us? probably. The same things probably happened to Gertrude. Poor Gertrude. Have you seen my daughter Gertrude? We will. We will look for your daughter. Please. I rolled, I rolled 19, but I don't know how to check that. What is my proficiency modifier? Plus two, isn't it, at the moment? I think at level one. Unless you put expertise in these tools. So uh, it, you managed to you managed to basically jammy the window open. You take out your crowbar. And there's a slight clunk, but very quietly as the window is jammy, jimmied open, mm-hmm. and uh, you can kind of climb yourself and enter the enter the back of this building. And you are in uh, a small kitchen area, wooden tables. There's it's it's dull, a dull, dreary, grey building. And there's a single candle lit inside, and there is not much around. Okay, anything worth? <laughs> um, you can, you, it, it, it seems you haven't got very much in the way of belongings in this area of the house uh, there's okay. one door that leads uh, further in and there's one door that leads back out into the streets around 
Okay, I'm going to go like into the house to, to okay. try to find um like to find the lady that is on the ground. Okay. And see if there is anything. Okay, so as you um as you open the door, uh, this hunched over woman. You open the door, you look into the room, bits up and stares straight out you. <gasps> Foul beast! I didn't allow you in my house! And she just starts screaming, Get out! Get out! Get out right now! I take it it's at this point we notice that Fox isn't here anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so she, she sees me. She sees you, and she's backing away from you, and she's backing away from the door towards the towards the stairs that lead upstairs. Um, get out! Get out, foul beast! Hmm. Spy! Devil spawn! She's howling all these words at you. Spy? Okay. I'm going to back into the uh, this kitchen or pantry area and close yep. the door behind me. Okay. Now, can I go into, like, hiding and try to actually sneak so she cannot see? <laughs> uh, it, it would be very difficult. Okay. Unless okay. you were to wait here for, like, two or three hours, which you could do if you no. want to. But she's yeah, um, no, she's in there. She knows you're in her house now. Yeah, okay. That was, that, uh, was a fail attempt. I was I'll just I'll, right I'll, I'll shout through the front door. Fox, come on. Okay. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Should we go to uh, the blood on the vine? I think that's our best bet. Yeah. That was a little strange, the way she was, started yeah, that conversation all over again. Over and over again. I wonder if we go to other places. Nah, that wouldn't make sense. I think that's just very weird. Cool. Well, so you head back up the road um, and uh, past Builderus Mercantile and uh, towards Fox. the Blood on the, the, blood on the Vine Heaven. And uh, the tavern is... Are you going to enter the tavern? Are you going to go just walk in? Well, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so as you uh, as you enter the tavern, uh, it's dark and gloomy in here, uh, but there is a fire going. There's uh, a uh, one fellow behind the bar who's just uh, cleaning glasses at the moment. He's just uh, got glasses and he's cleaning the cloth. As you enter, he looks up and looks at you. Uh, there's one fellow sat at the bar. Uh, nursing a, 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 a mug of something. Uh, he's got, you know, uh, he's, he looks like a handsome fellow. He's got more colour than the lady you just saw. Uh, blonde locks. He's got uh, clothing on which looks of better condition that she was wearing. It looks as better condition than most of your clothing, to be honest. Um, and he kind of looks up at you uh, and uh, kind of gives you a nod of welcoming. And then there's three other fellows uh, in the brightly coloured clothing of the same man who gave you the letter sat in the corner and they all look up at you 
Uh, you don't recognise any of them, but they're all dressed in these brightly coloured clothing. They look, kind of stare at you, and then go back to talking amongst themselves. Uh, one of them is playing a sad song on a violin. Were they like, was the guy that gave us a letter, did he seem shocked to see us? Kind of like... Oh no, he's not there, sorry, you don't recognise him. They're dressed in the same brightly coloured attire. It's okay. um, it's attire that you've not seen before. Mm-hmm. Daggerford, that fellow who came in, the first time you've seen someone dressed in these brightly coloured, uh, you know, bright blues, yellows, pink. And uh, he, these these men are dressed in the same way. Uh, and then the fellow at the bar, the handsome handsome man, uh, he calls over to you. Ah, welcome to the fine village of Barovia. I'm Ismark. Can I buy you a drink? Did you say Ismar? Ismark, yeah. Ismark. Uh, are Ismark. you the barkeep? Oh no, this is the barkeep. Arik. And Arik is the fellow just cleaning the glasses on the other side. So Ismark sat on the uh, patron side of the bar, nursing a mug. Um, yeah, I, I'm Ismark Kolyanovich. Um, but okay. people call me Ismark around here. Uh, Arik fetches men a drink, will you? And uh, Arik just kind of wanders off and pours you each a glass of uh, a mug of wine to drink. Nice to meet you, Ismark. I'm Tyla. Call Ty. Ty, welcome to Barovia. Um, you are strangers to our land, yes? I don't recognise you even as uh, humans. I've never seen I've never seen someone as fair as you, he says as he looks at you and looks, looks upon you. Oh, I thank you. I, I do try. Um, what land is this? Uh, this is Barovia. Mm-hmm. In what region? Uh, Barovia is the village, and Barovia is this land. We are in Ravenloft now. Ravenloft. And uh, he says, have you not seen the castle from here? Did we see the castle? No, you didn't see a castle. No, you haven't seen a castle. He's like, "Ah, I suppose the fogs, the fog is just too much for you right now. You cannot see anything. That devil, that devil Strahd is causing us so much pain. Nothing but pain and anger. He downtrods the, the people of Barovia are so downtrodden. So, the fog is your doing. No, the fog is the, the fog is Strahd's doing. Um, how how long have he been ailing you? I, my whole life, the whole life of my father. The whole life of his father. This fog has been here your entire life. No. The Devil Strad has been here my whole life. 
He controls this land. How His does will. one man do all this? And he looks straight at you and he is no man. He is a devil. Will, will, will you help me? What do you need help with? My yes. sister, my sister Irina. She, we need to get her out of here. That was the name on the letter. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is indeed. She's, she's been, she has a foul wound. Drad has visited upon her. And I need to get her out of this place before she is taken from me. Taken from you? By who? Strahd. Strahd's going to take her like he takes everything of beauty from this world. Uh, Did you send... Is she in a castle? My sister is at my father's house. My father is the burgomaster of Barovia. Forgive me, but what is a burgomaster? The burgomaster is in charge of all the great feasts of the village. He runs the village of Barovia. He's a good man, but with the visit upon Irina and the wound afflicted upon her, the visits at the night from the from the spies of Strad, he's lost. He 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 just he, he lost his will to live, and his heart gave up, fully broken. And he died a few days ago. But Irina refuses to leave his body. She won't leave here. I need to get her somewhere safe. I need to get her to the town of Valaki. Uh, Valaki is somewhere safe, safe from Strad. But she won't leave. She won't leave until we perform a proper burial. But I've told her it's too dangerous. We have to leave right now. Um, would I have heard of, like, in the area anywhere, Malaki? Like, would have, I have... Oh, you can make me a history check if you so wish. Mm. Six. <laughs> Six, uh, you have not heard of the village of Valaki. Cool. Um, but... So we have... Yeah. The letter... We had a letter sent to us from a man named Aragul. Uh, that name's... It's not known to me. May I see the letter? Yes. So you're going to show him the first letter, the one that you were given. Mm-hmm. This, he looks over and this is, this is signed by my father, but it's not his handwriting. This is not, this is not written by him. <laughs> I whispered whisper to Ty 
should we show him the second letter? I think maybe we should show him the 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 the, the seal. Is oh, hold on, I got that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I almost had this figured out. Do you know what this is? Oh. Uh, and he kind of holds his eyes. This is this is the seal of Castle Ravenloft. Uh, the seal of Strahd. So, I wonder... I wonder why he has brought you here. But please, please help my sister. Of course. I beg of you. Does, does, is he giving off any weird... Ah, oh, yeah, make me an insight check. Uh, insight. That. Good twelve. 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 Um, so he seems like a a man at his wit's end, and he is he he, he wants out, but he's drinking his sorrows. Why would Strahd... 21 on the inside. Okay. Is he lying to me? Is he lying uh, to us? That uh, doesn't seem to be lying as you read his, as you read his signals. Um, as you kind of watch over him, you have spent a lot of time amongst amongst liars in your life as a pirate. And uh, he's not giving off any tells that he's lying. Can we ask him about Gertrude and this Maria? woman on the like, next, okay. next door. Yeah, so uh, he says, oh, Mad Mary. Poor, poor Mary. Uh, his his daughter Gertrude he Gertrude was housebound. Mary raised her and never let her leave the house until one day Mary walked out never returned. So who is missing? Mary or Gertrude? Sorry, sorry, Gertrude got up Gertrude was raised Gertrude was raised raised housebound and then she got up and just left never to return. Just a, just a few weeks ago. I'll give him the other letter. Where? Where did you find this? So, did he was he also wearing like bright cool colors and stuff like that? No, he was wearing um, plain plain clothes, fairly dreary clothes, not dissimilar from what the barkeeper wearing or what Ismark is wearing or what uh, Mary is wearing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So it's not necessarily his brother. Um, so we found it off a uh, a deceased. Human. In the mists, in the woods, and he begins reading through. This, this is my father's handwriting. It seems it, his his last attempt to try and rid these lands of the curse have failed. The spies stopped him at the gate. 
Do you believe Boy. in fortunes? Sorry. And he says, believe in fortunes. Well, do you read fortunes? Fortunes, fortunes do come true, and there is a there is a there is a great uh, Vistani who does read fortunes. Oh what? Uh, Vistani, the traveling folk. You mean the folks in the colorful clothes over there? Yes. Yes, that's right. Okay. Well. Uh, so where is your sister now? You said she won't leave your father's body. Yes, my father's mansion. He stands guard over his body. Why do you think Strahd would send us a letter with your father's name on it? I have no, I have no idea why Strad would do the thing, any of the things he does. Yet he does them. He is a tyrant, and who knows what goes on in the mind of a devil? Should we, should we go to see Irina? Yeah. Oh, please! You'll you'll help me, and I'll take you there. And uh, he he leads you uh, through the town. Uh, he pops down a couple of coins on the table, and the barkeep just kind of takes them. Is it yes. a good tip? Uh, the, the coins he puts down mm -hmm. bear no resemblance to the coins you're used to seeing. It seems to be a different currency to what you're used to using in in Daggerford. Yeah. And as you uh, begin to head south, you head past Mad Mary's again, the moaning and weeping continues, and Ismark leads you through, and uh, more curtains are drawn and closed off as you approach houses which are lit, you know, lit from the inside. Uh, um, you see the faces of these dour people behind some of the curtains staring at you. Um, as you as Ismark leads you past, he explains the, the, the dour nature of the people of uh, of the village of Barovia, how they have become so downtrodden, they barely speak to anyone anymore, and trust no one, least of all outsiders, especially those not of human descent. Oh, racist. They are pretty xenophobic. <laughs> Pull my hood up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Can I go into sneak mode? Meek mode, yeah, so you kind of blend in. I'll just say to uh, Monet, just look as friendly as you can be. <laughs> don't be vicious. Uh, eventually you come to a weary-looking mansion. Uh, it squats behind a rusting iron fence. Uh, the iron gates are twisted and torn. Uh, the right gate lies cast aside while the left swings lazily in the wind. Uh, the stuttering squeal and clang of the gate repeats with mindless precision. Weeds choke the grounds and press with menace upon the house itself. Yet against the walls, the growth has been trampled down to create a path all about the domain. Heavy claw markings have stripped the once beautiful finish of the walls, and great black marks tell of fires that assailed the mansion. Claw? Uh, claw marks. Uh, not a pane nor a shard of glass stands at any windows. 
all the windows are barred with planks, each one marked with stains of evil mo evil omens. Irina! Irina, it's your brother, Ismark. People have come to help us, Irina. It's finally time for us to leave. We must leave. Uh, the door, big wooden door, swings open, uh, and there stands uh, a tall, dark-skinned woman, uh, very handsome, uh, long dark hair all about her. Uh, at her side is a long sword, and she wears uh, armor upon her. Brother, it's good to see you, but we shall not be leaving until Father has received a proper burial at the church. I what is needed? Uh, what is needed? Yeah, and she I, looks... I, asked, I yell at her. What is needed for a proper burial? Well, we must. You must help carry my father through the town and to the church at the other end. We can do that. And, uh, why? Why is, has Ismark, you Ismark taken? Speaks up. So Ismark speaks up. Irina, we we don't have time. The longer we we tarry in the village the easier it will be for Strahd to come and take you away from us. You know his powers within the village. You know his powers. He will just be on us. We have to get out of here quick before he gets here. And the the burial, the burial, we have to wait till dawn you, you know, for a proper burial. Um, I, why, is she, why is she in armor? Yeah, I was thinking that. Okay, so uh, Irina says, "Armor." She hears. She hears you whisper. Well, to protect my home from the spies of Strahd. Every night, for weeks, we have been assailed by wolf, by bat, by rat, by spies, by the Walking Dead. She says, walking dead, I'm going to use my last divine sense. Yeah. Because it makes me tingle hearing them words. Yeah. Can't find my mouse, where are we going? There it is. Just and to the holy symbol and... As, as you kind of mutter under your breath, uh, you don't sense any undead close to you. Okay. All for three. <laughs> And uh, she looks at you and says, They don't come out in the day. They come out at night, mostly. Mostly. So what time is now? Is it afternoon still? Yeah, it's like the late afternoon. So why okay. can't you just go and quickly bury this guy and, and just head on before it gets dark? Uh, Irina interrupts you and says, He must receive a proper burial or he'll become one of them. We must bury him at dawn's first light and make our blessing to the Morning Lord. For only the Morning Lord she, has the true power to break the curse of Strahd. She just wants us to stay here overnight. Uh, you can make me an insight check. Fourteen? Fourteen. Okay, so with that roll... Uh, she, there's a, there's a, a thin veneer of strength on her face, and she seems to be a genuinely a slightly scared, 
about what's happening. Uh, but she has firm she has firm beliefs that she needs to follow to make sure her father, adopted father, receives a proper burial. You get what she's saying is true. She doesn't want she doesn't want you just to stay here to be at night time. She wants she wants to make sure her father has a proper burial. Do we see but any to, wound? But to give uh, make, him a proper burial, we'll have to stay overnight. Yes, you would have to. Either here or at the church. Uh, sorry, do you see any wound? Um, make me an investigation check. Nope. Nice. What was that? Sorry. 20? Cool. Um, uh, so you do see her. She's got uh, a tight scarf round, wound around her neck, covering up something. So uh, she's she's hiding something. The second letter we found said that she'd been bitten, right? Yes. That scarf. Yes, she says. Would you be willing to take it off? Why to reveal that I've been bitten? Have you been bitten? And she, 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 she kind of does. You know, she pulls it down and shows it to you. Yes, I have been visited by the devil. Um, what? Just a bite? That's it. It seems like a bit of a waste of his time just to come and. And bite somebody and leave. Rude. Uh, she she uh, she kind of begins to laugh. <laughs> oh, if only, yeah. Well, we'll see how you feel when he visits you, shall we, brave knight? Um. Well, if we're gonna give your daddy a proverbial, we need to get him out into the church so that we can just do it at dawn and get it over with. Cool. So Irene's like, yes, well, we'll move him now. We'll stay there. As long as we're in a building and uh, we, Strad, Strad, can't, Strad, Strad can't get to us. Surely if they're uh, evil, they can't get inside a holy place. That's my logic. <laughs> how did he get to you? I'm not sure. I can't remember very well. I remember opening the doors to the mansion and then I woke up with this spite mark and my father was a pale, pale man he once was. But you were in the mansion. I opened the door and saw a man I saw the devil, and that's what I remember before waking up. Okay, don't open the doors. Yeah. And uh, Ismark basically says to you, he has to be invited in. Do not invite him in. Okay. This is why we keep our doors closed and barred, to keep the devil at bay. How far is the church? Is it going to uh, be a problem getting him there before dark? Uh, you don't think so. It's probably a 15, 20 minute walk. It's not too far. Jackson. Yep. 
you want to pick this man up and get his body down to the church? May I carry your father to the church? So she says, we have, yes. Thank, thank, thank you. Oh, thank you. Morning, Lord. Finally. And she brings you in and there is the body of this large bloke. He was probably a healthy man when he, while he was alive. A healthy, rotund man. Uh, <laughs> but now he's now he's uh, quite dead. Been dead for some time. A few days at least. Uh, the smell is not great. Who would be the next strongest looking person of the group? Um, probably, I mean, Shadow looks pretty strong. I'll probably turn to Shadow and say, I might need some help. And Ismark also, Ismark and uh, Irina both are going to help as well. And uh, you basically, they, they, they pull an old door. There's an old door that's been broken down and they just, <laughs> his body's on the door and you you carry it on this old door. Uh, like a litter. Yeah, she lays a, she lays one of the curtains, which is like semi-burnt across his body, so his face is covered. Okay. And the four of you begin carrying. He is heavy. He's a heavy fellow, uh, so your movement speed is halved if you carry him through the streets. Yes. Sorry, maybe it's too late. Um, I can do it afterwards once we get there. Can could, before we like took him and whatever? Could I just do a quick check to see like? What his ailment was, what killed him, like. Yeah, make me a medicine check. Okay. Oh. Oh. Twenty. Twenty-three. Twenty-three total. Yeah, twenty-three total. Okay, so, um, there's no wound that you can see. Okay. Um, and as you kind of open his eyelids, which have been closed, Irina looks at you like. What are you doing? But you can be uh, a sadness still in his eyes, a great sadness. And um, that's that's basically, it seems that's what's killed him. And the story that's been told seems that that matches really. Basically, uh, yeah, his his heart gave out. Died from sorrow. Uh, Oh, I'm just double checking. He's definitely dead. Just, he is definitely dead. So as a as a Maoni mm. and Tai walk just ahead, uh, some you see some of the people in the windows. They can't open their windows or op- even open their doors and bow their heads as you make your procession through the town, the village of Barovia. Um, people come out almost to say like goodbye. I thought something else was going to happen. So so far that's. That's better than what I was <laughs> getting ready for. Preparing. And, uh, as you make your way back past uh, the blood the, uh, and the vine, uh, you begin to climb slightly up, up the cobbled stones, and atop a slight rise, uh, you can see a, a grey bagging edifice of stone and wood, this old church surrounded by an old churchyard. Uh, the gates again are open. Um, a bell tower rises from the back, and you can see the flickering of lights again in these windows. Uh, you can see there's holes in the shingled roof as you approach, 
Uh, again, the heavy wooden doors of the church are covered with claw marks and scarred by fire. Um, as you approach, Ismark says, uh, Ty, please open the doors. I will open the doors. As you open the doors, uh, you can hear a voice screaming out from inside. Uh, it's muffled slightly. Father! Father, I'm starving! Please let me out, Father! I am so hungry, Father! Oh, please, Father, don't do this to your son! Please let me out! Um, and at the end, behind... So the doors open into a classic church-like building. There's pews uh, lining each side and an altar at the end. And standing by the altar is a, a large man dressed in uh, a black... Uh, cloth of the clergy uh, and he turns to greet you oh visitors please ignore my son he is not himself come inside come inside quickly close the doors behind you we need to be safe for Strad, the devil Strad, can come at any time close the door yeah so you all come in you put the body down and you close the door behind you and you hear the screaming voice. Father, I'm starving. Please, father. Father, feed me. Father, I'm so hungry. What's I'm wrong so with hungry. Yeah, somebody, somebody needs to explain that one. Uh, and he walks towards you. Uh, Irina, Ismark, it's good to see you. Finally, we can put your father, the great Burgermaster, to rest. I am so sorry. That is not my son. He is not my son anymore. He is a beast sent here by Strahd to torment me. And he is locked below in the basement. For I have. Uh, he is some devil spawn. And I have. I have not the courage. To finish him off for once he was my son and he still has the visage of my son and i do not have the courage yet to destroy him for i have not received that blessing yet from the dawn father is he suffering down there that creature down there is not my son do not believe the lies that come from his mouth everything he says is lies for he wishes to kill him. you. You want him destroyed? He must be destroyed, yes. But it's a job a father should do. For I brought him into this world and I should send him out. But it's a task I do not have the courage for. It's okay. You need help with that. He wanted to help you. Oh. If you could. If you could help, I'm not sure how you can help me. But this is another, this is something else. We must take care of the uh, Burgermeister. This is the important thing. And you can still hear the screamings, the screams coming from, uh, from behind him. There's like a trap door, basically. But that's going to be at dawn time. Like, we're going to be here whole night. We can just, you know, yeah. take care of your son right now and then sleep. 
Why is the burial more important than killing a monster? The monster is is trapped below. If we do not take care of this burial, a proper burial for the Burgermeister, then who knows what he will become. The Devil Strad has foul ways of tormenting us. Okay. How long does this... So, so we were told that he needs to be buried at dawn. Yes, in the cemetery out front. Mm -hmm. and, and, and how long does that process take? Well, we must dig him a, uh, a grave. How quickly can you dig? Ah, okay. Now I understand what you're saying. Cool. Um, and then tomorrow morning I must perform the rites while we bury him. And then his so, soul will be safe. Do we need to dig this grave now? Yeah. I think we should start digging and then see if we have enough time to, you know, deal with the monster downstairs. So, um... Irina is wants to come and help you dig, but Ismark says, no, Irina, you stay in here. You must stay here where it's safe, where we can close the doors. Uh, Donovich, she says, and that's the priest named Donovich. Donovich, make sure you don't let anyone in except uh, for us and ask, me a, ask us a question that only we should know. And um, basically Donovich is like, I will let you back in. Oh, I've let you in once already today. Uh, go dig your father a a, a rightful grave. And uh, the the group you you leave and you begin digging dig, dig the grave for the dead burgermeister. And somebody somebody keeping watch, right? I don't want anything sneaking up on us while we're digging this hole. Oh, so as you're digging, me and um, Moni are going to be like. Circling. I can watch you dig. <laughs> you you head out. You find like a uh, it's like a it's like a shed of sorts, like the groundskeeper shed, and you find a couple of shovels, and uh, you begin digging this digging this hole. And a couple of hours pass, and the sun begins to set. Donovich opens the doors and calls you in quite quickly, and you hear the screams. Father, father, it's been hours. I've been down here hours, days. Please feed me. Feed me, Father, feed me. And We're we not. are going to end the session there at 10 past 10. Oh, shit. So, thank you That's... for those who've hung around for us the whole night for watching us. And uh, we are playing again next Saturday at the same time to find yeah. out what happens to our band of new adventurers, see what comes out of the trapdoor in the Ooh. church of Barovia. So I hope you all enjoyed it. I had a good time. And yeah, uh, thanks very much, Mal. Big shout out to Mal for hosting us tonight. Thank you, Mal. And uh, we have been the International, Dun Dun International Dungeon Crawlers. Check us out. So thanks, guys. Uh, hopefully Thank Mal's going to end the stream. And we can carry on chatting. <laughs> <laughs>